Retro nonsense in the house, y'all. Autobots, transform and roll out. No, I am your father. No! No, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Welcome to the Retro Nonsense Podcast. I am Duke, and with me, as always, is my good friend Chris Roberts. We got another big one for you guys this episode. We're going to talk all about Star Wars, and we are going to focus primarily on Star Wars from our childhood or uh, the original trilogy, I guess you would say, for the most part, and kind of focus on that. So we've got a lot to talk about. But before we get started, I want to remind our listeners that we do have a really fun Discord that we put a lot of pictures up on, and we kind of continue the discussion on there. It's really fun. Um, it's always fun to see that active. So I'll put another link out there when I promote this podcast for our, our Discord server. So be sure to check that out. So before we get started, I actually want to give our good friend Matt Bandy a shout out for he does this thing once a month. He started this a couple of months ago where he does this beat the bandy thing uh, where he he plays a game and whoever wants to join in can play along and try to beat his score. And it's been really fun. And I really am thankful that he started that up. And this uh, month we just finished up with uh, Balloon Fight for the NES which I've been having a blast with and we were neck and neck the whole time and it was so fun and I can't believe that we got to the scores that we did and we 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 crossed a million points where in the beginning we were fighting just to try to get like a hundred thousand <laughs> and the next thing you know we're like both crossing a million points right around the same time so that was really fun and the main reason I brought this up is because there was this really funny moment where I I was starting to record on my tripod me playing when I when I got around a million points because if you don't record it with a camera a video camera the, the the score won't stick because the scoreboard rolls over to zero and you can't see what the score was past a million so anyway there was this funny moment where I got mad and banged on my desk and it created this weird glitch when I died because I was so close to beating him and I got <laughs> embarrassingly mad. In fact, I, w- I was so embarrassed I wouldn't even put it on Twitter. But I did share it with you, Chris. So you, you did get to, see, get to see that kind of embarrassing moment. But it was funny because it created this weird glitch where when I pounded on my desk, the death sound kept going. And it was really kind of strange. But I just thought it was funny and something I want to share. I'll probably put a sound clip of it on the podcast. No, 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 no! Well, I, I think it was uh, it was cool to see, man, because we've all been angry uh, when you get close to a to like a goal. Like I, I when I was trying to no death run Contra, like two or three times I got either to like the second to the last level and once on the last level. And even the one time I was like right at the end and one of those stupid face huggers got me. And <laughs> I mean, I could have crushed the controller with my hand. You know what I mean? Like I was so angry and 
mad at myself. It was like, oh man, I had it. So I think we can all kind of identify with what you were going through. Yeah, and I'm not typically that kind of player. I don't. I'm not the kind of guy who's throwing controllers and screaming at the TV. That is not me. I'm not that kind of. Gamer. Well, it was you. But it was. <laughs> well, it, you know this. Look, I am very competitive, and I I'm almost embarrassed at how competitive I can be sometimes. Not in a bad way. Like I'm a gracious loser. Sure, sure. I'm not like immature about it or anything. But I I, I am very competitive, especially when it comes to trying to be beat people's scores in video games. I just really enjoy it. This is fun for me. But um, I literally, I did beat Matt the very last day, the very last evening, I should say. I had one, he beat me, like, by a long shot. I, I crossed a million, and I thought I was done. I thought that was it. And then he hits me up on Twitter with a million two hundred and fifty thousand, And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And it was, like, only a couple of days left in the month. And I knew I was going away for the weekend, and I wouldn't have a lot of time to play it. And I was frustrated, and I was like, I can't believe he beat me that close to the end of the month. So I had one little opportunity when I got back from my trip to play it for a couple hours, Sunday evening, which was the 31st. And the first try, I beat him. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. It, was, it was insane that I was able to do that. Because I only had one, pretty much one shot. But I forgot how fun that that score, as you call it, score attack kind of gameplay is just to try to pe- beat each other's score. Yeah. Because that's not something that we really have done much um, in the in the present here. That was something we did back in the Atari days and some of the early Nintendo days. But um, trying to beat somebody's score is not that common anymore, but it's really, really fun. Well, yeah. And it's really fun to play with somebody that's so competitive or just as competitive as I am. I, I've never thought there, there was somebody as competitive as I am when it came to trying to beat somebody's score, but there's Matt, and it made it really fun, so it was really cool. Well, yeah, because, you know, like in a modern game setting, unless it's a, you know, a shooter or some sort of retro-style game, there really is no score, so I guess you would just be like challenging each other's time, or see who could beat it first, mm-hmm. or who could beat it quicker, or who could get like the most trophies, or whatever your modern console is. So uh, yeah, it's it's kind of right. it's definitely a throwback. So thanks, Matt, for doing that, and I'm I'm looking forward to see what you're doing for uh, for February. So well, I would also like to thank Matt. Uh, I met up with them this weekend and uh, we were going to, you know, I thought we were just going to go get some lunch or something. And he wanted to meet out at this video game store we both go to. And I ended up finding a couple of pretty rare games for very cheap prices. And uh, I might not even have went there had he not invited me to go there. So I appreciate you, Matt. (laughs) That's great. All right. Well, I guess we'll start our episode here with Star Wars. So I guess we'll start with talking about our earliest memories of Star Wars because given our age um, Star Wars came out before I was just a few well it came out in 77 right is that yes. when the first movie was released yeah 77 yeah so I was like just two years old you were two or three years yeah, old yeah same thing so as far back as I can remember Star Wars was always kind of there especially in the 80s you know throughout the 80s it was so huge that I don't have any memories of Star Wars not being there to some degree. But what are, what are your earliest memories of Star Wars? Well, I'll, I'll go over two of them that really stand out to me. Um, the first one was there used to be these local toy stores that had a small chain in my area, which I think they had about three locations, but it was uh, the name of the store was called Arthur's Toys. And I'm sure I must have seen a Star Wars commercial or something like that, because at this point, Empire Strikes Back wasn't out yet. 
but um, I hadn't seen Star Wars. But I remember going into this toy store, and I was really, I was probably about four or five, maybe. And they had these lightsabers. Now, I don't even know if they were official lightsabers, but all I know is they were blue and red, and you can hit each other with them. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get one, but I remember playing with it. So that was probably my very first time even seeing anything Star Wars, other than maybe a commercial that I don't really, you know, like some sort of commercial or something, I don't remember. But um, my very next, uh, it, it might have been even just like the next year, or maybe even later that year, we moved uh from the town we were into uh we moved back to fresno and um the apartment complex i lived in there was kids across the street so i went over there and i made friends they were all about the same age as me but they had star Wars toys star wars toys and um we uh they were playing so it was kind of like one of those things where you know somebody would have like five or six figures and you would pick which one you got to play with and Whoever was last got stuck with Princess Leia. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. thankfully, I wasn't last, and I didn't get stuck with Leia. The one, one of the kid's younger brother had to be Princess Leia. It was kind of funny. Uh, but those were my two of my very first memories about Star Wars. Cool. So, yeah, I, I, my earliest memories of Star Wars, every time I think about Star Wars, like early on, it's always from this one friend's house. And I had this friend, and I think we all probably had one, or a lot of us had one, and he was what I call my rich friend. Yeah. <laughs> and his father his father was a dentist and had a home practice, and he, he had a dentist office right in his house. And this, quote, rich friend of mine had everything. And I think one of the reasons was because his father was kind of like a, for lack of a better word, a nerd or a geek as well, because his father had a lot of cool Star Wars stuff. And I remember his my friend would go up into his father's closet and pull out full size like stormtrooper helmets. And this is back in like the early eighties. I don't even know where he would have gotten these things from. Um, if they were I'm not sure how authentic they were, but he had like a Darth Vader helmet and a stormtrooper helmet. So back before there was the internet and stuff like that, I'm not sure where you would have gotten this is wasn't something you would find in, in like Toys R Us. This was like, you know, an adult-sized, like, full, official-looking helmet. So that was really cool. I used to be so enamored by those things. I don't know where... He might have had a Boba Fett one, too. But we weren't really allowed to play with them because they were up in his dad's closet, but he would come and bring them down every once in a while and let us, you know, we'd kind of fool with them a little bit when his dad didn't know about it. But um, he also... One of my earliest memories was watching A New Hope on my friend's bedroom wall with a reel-to-reel projector. And again, this is like early 80s. This is how rich this friend was. They had stuff I didn't even know existed, you know, because <laughs> I, I didn't even have a VCR yet. And here we are watching like a movie on, on his wall with like a projector. And I'm not sure, again, where you would have gotten that movie in that form well, you know, back in the early 80s. You, you, well, I, mean, I guess it depends on what size it was. But if it was 8mm, um, they, did, they did sell those um, like retail I can't imagine they were cheap, but those are the actual like original cuts. Like it doesn't say a new hope at the beginning. It, yeah. Like yeah. even the ones that we saw in the early eighties had already got retconned once. You know what I mean? Like after yep. the movie theaters, when it was released on home video or even when it was released to television, it had a new hope in the title, but the original, the original, original cut, right. Did not have a new hope in the title in that crawl. Yeah. 
Um, so you probably saw like that original cut, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Um, so those are kind of my earliest memories of Star Wars, just going over my friend's house and playing with all his Star Wars toys and watching Star Wars on his wall. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, and this, again, this friend had every toy they had. I mean, his his father, again, was into it as well. So I'm sure he bought his his kids all the cool Star Wars stuff because he was kind of buying it for himself as well. Sure. I think. So well, something he had, they identified with, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So those are my earliest memories um, of Star Wars. But what about, like, I don't think either one of us saw A New Hope in the theaters, but did you see the other two movies in the theaters? Uh, the first movie I saw in, in theaters was Empire Strikes Back. So, um, Same. Same I, uh, there was um, kind of like, a, like an older guy in the apartment complex that we lived in that uh, befriended me through my mother, and uh, he wanted to go see it, so he asked if I wanted to go with him. And I was like, of, of course, <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> that was the first movie that I saw, uh, I, you know, Star Wars related was uh, Empire in the theaters. Yep. I remember seeing it in the theaters as well. And I believe that was in 83. Was yeah, that I think so. Or 82 so, or 83. Uh, yeah, I was about eight years old, give or take, uh, when I saw that in the theaters. And I remember it because I remember vividly that we, back then, at least at this theater that we went to, we you could just stay in the theater and watch it again if you want. Yeah, and we they did. Didn't make, they didn't make you leave. Yeah, and we did. So we we, we stayed twice. and watched the whole first you know forty five minutes, the whole Hoth battle. We watched that again, and that was the first time I ever remember doing something like that. Well, just staying in the theater uh, let, and let, watching. Again. Let me tell you, okay. So this from where I lived to where the movie theater was. So this guy he was kind of a loser. He didn't have a car, so we um, we rode the bus there. Which, you know, I didn't care. It felt like an adventure. <laughs> kind of a loser. <laughs> well, I mean, grown man with no car. I, mean, I don't know, living yeah. in a studio apartment in the poor side of town. No offense to, because we were losers too, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, he didn't have a car. So, um, right. And uh, so we rode the bus there and we watched the first movie. And he said, he gave me the option. He's like, if you want, we can watch it again. He goes, the problem is we won't be able to catch the bus so we'll have to walk home and i thought i don't care you know let's watch it again so we watched it again not really understanding what like a seven mile walk was you know what i mean Ooh, yeah but, um yeah so we walked seven miles because it wasn't like we could just i mean we couldn't just call somebody i don't think my mom had a car at the time so um because we were it was just me and her and uh, i don't think she had a car at the time so that was it once that once once we committed to the movie it was over and uh <laughs> the only other cool thing is is we went to the store next door and um that was uh, it, coincidentally enough it was also arthur's toys and he bought me the millennium falcon so Whoa. yeah i was just like okay but the crazy thing was is like you know the first few miles like i'm holding it like i'm like Dude, this is the best day of my life and about a few miles later i'm like can you hold this <laughs> you know what i mean like it was, <laughs> compared to me to that box it was a big difference oh my gosh yeah, yeah it was a big box ironically enough i actually own it again you know with the box and everything and i look at it and i think man this thing is gigantic because even though you had some assembly because you know that back then some assembly was required but uh, yeah. the the shell was the shell, so the box was a pretty good sized box. So oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it was a pretty cool day, man. 
I didn't even have an action figure awesome. yet. I didn't even have a guy to put in it, but I had the Falcon. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, do you remember seeing um, Return of the Jedi in the theaters? I do. My mother took me to see that, and we went um, pretty early on in its release. I'm, I'm not going to say opening weekend or anything, but it was pretty early on because I kept seeing the commercials, and um, I was just bugging her. I was like, I got to go see that. So, again, yeah. we took the bus, but um, thankfully we didn't mess around. We, we were able to. We actually watched it twice, too, but we went early enough where we were able to get a ride back. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing that in the theaters as well. My father, uh, well, I think my whole family went, actually. Um, but I, I remember my father was there um, for that one. The other one, uh, Empire Strikes Back, my, I went with my mother and my siblings and uh, another family. Um, like It was probably during the summer when my father was working. <clears throat> but um, I remember seeing uh, Return of the Jedi in the theaters with my father because I remember one of the... F I don't know why I remember this, but I remember my bedroom uh, was adjacent to the living room in my house that I grew up in and I used to put my ear I cut my ear to the wall and I would listen to my parents conversations at night <laughs> I oh, don't know why well. I mean only if they were talking about something juicy or something or one of us being in trouble or something like that not just common conversations but anyway I, I remember listening to them talk about Return of the Jedi when I went to bed at night I remember hearing my father talk about how cool the speeder bike scene was when they were whipping through the uh, the trees and everything and for some reason, I just made me smile that my father really enjoyed. Because my father wasn't one to enjoy, like, kid stuff. Um, but I remember just hearing him talk about how cool that was just kind of made me happy for some reason. So I do remember, I have a memory from that experience. That was pretty cool. Now, the uh, little trivia real quick for Return of the Jedi. Uh, when they were recording it, George Lucas want, uh, gave it a fake name so people wouldn't realize they were, record, uh, they were filming Return of the Jedi. Do you know what that name was? Off the top of my head, I don't. But if you say it, I'll probably be like, "Oh yeah," but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, as, uh, they he called it Blue Harvest. Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. I don't yeah. know. If I, I don't know if I knew that. <laughs> well, there there's the other weird title that originally. So okay, the other thing is is do you know what the original title for Return of the Jedi was? Yeah, Revenge of the Jedi. Actually, the original title was Return of the Jedi, but he thought it was a soft title. He thought it was weak. Because he was discussing it with one of his friends, and they didn't really like it. I think he was discussing it with Spielberg, but he was definitely discussing it with some other people. So he changed it to Revenge of the Jedi, and that was going to be the title. And then at the last second, he just like, I don't think it should be Revenge, and he switched it back to Return. I actually have a Revenge of the Jedi, uh, like a pin or you know, like a little promotional thing. So they, they waited almost to the last minute to switch the name back. Yeah, I think some of the commercials on television showed Revenge of the Jedi. Yep, I remember yeah. as a kid the first the first uh, trailer I saw, which you you know the commercial you didn't see it on the internet; it was on the TV. But was mm -hmm. Revenge of the Jedi? A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the next chapter in the Star Wars saga: Revenge of the Jedi. evil rages on. Join the further adventures of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, Chewbacca, C-3PO and R2-D2, and Darth Vader. 
and I remember yeah. um, even uh, at school they used to have this uh, this little pamphlet that used to be passed around to kids once a month. It was called the Weekly Reader. I think it was called that. And inside of it, you could um, you could buy books, like a scholastic kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe yeah. I'm actually confusing the two names. I think Weekly Reader was something else. But anyways, it was one of those scholastic books things, and you can mail away for it. Well, I had my mom buy me uh, Return of the Jedi, but at the time it said Revenge of the Jedi in the, ta in the paper. But when it came, it said Return of the Jedi. So I remember thinking, like, they got something wrong or whatever when I got it. Yeah, I think George Lucas had said that it didn't line up with uh, the way a Jedi should feel. Right. Revenge was was a negative thing or a, an evil thing, I guess. And Return of the Jedi felt a little more uh, suitable for I, a Jedi. I think, and attitude. I honestly <laughs> think it's the title's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. bother me. I mean, I, I it makes sense why it wasn't revenge because he he really didn't get revenge. Right. It wasn't even right. really about exactly. revenge. It was he was looking to try to save his dad, not kill him. Or he wasn't trying to right. get revenge. He was trying to bring him back to the light, I guess, right? And it makes more sense because, you know, there's only a few well really one Jedi, so they're returning, you know. It right. doesn't make any sense that revenge just doesn't fit with the movie to me. Well, and even at that so. point, I guess technically speaking, that was his coming out party at actually being a Jedi. Right? Right. Like, because right. in Empire, he was still learning the ways yep. of the Force. So he wasn't really even a Jedi, I guess. Right? So no, he wasn't. this was the return of the Jedi. Like, these bringing, because all the Jedis are gone. So they're returning, and it's him. So it, may, it makes sense. Yeah. And in the beginning of the film, when he comes into Jabba's palace, you know, this is like four or five years after the events of Empire Strikes Back. He is now a full Jedi. Yep. You know? I guess that's what the whole so. black outfit was supposed to signify, yeah. right? That I guess black. I don't even know why, because none of the other Jedi's wore black. But I don't know. Maybe I don't either. Maybe like just black. thought it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, this next next segment, or if you want to call it that, I put in the notes. Why is Empire Strikes Back our favorite? Because I know I'm pretty sure that's your favorite. Absolutely, I know it's my favorite. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So and it's a lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie. You'll hear that a lot from us, from our age group, that Empire Strikes Back is the best, and uh, it's kind of cliche that it's everybody's favorite Star Wars film from our era. So why why is it that you think Empire Strikes Back is the best, or why is it your favorite? Well, I think the simplest way to answer it is like the multiple storylines that are going on. You feel like you get more of their universe, right? He says you have a Han and Leia story with, you know, Chewbacca and C-3PO. You got your Luke Skywalker story with Yoda. And then you got the Empire story. And it introduced so many new characters. Like, it, like the their little universe exploded. You know, whereas, like, A New Hope is, is great. Like, if that was the only movie, it would have been fine. You know what I mean? It could have been fine just being one movie. But this took everything that A New Hope was and magnified it and multiplied it. And um, the, the very the, the varied sets, you know, the you know, you have space and Hoth and Dagobah and Cloud City. And, you know, it's just, yeah, uh, it, I mean, I feel like it. I feel like, you know, where Star Wars was awesome and it was sim it was simple. You know, it was 
is essentially just basically one story, right? I mean, there was some side stuff going on, but you didn't really see it. It pretty much just followed around the main characters the whole way. Whereas yeah. Empire, you're you got like that uh, that serialized thing that Lucas always likes to do with his movies. It's multi. It's almost like a bunch of movies in one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could have had a separate Han Solo movie and a separate Luke Skywalker movie, and they both would have been fine and then they intersect at the end i mean they be intersect at the beginning they go away and come back and um and the fact that it ended on a cliffhanger which was like to me was unique i did at that time i don't know if i've ever seen that i mean i'm sure there was other movies that had done that but i mean at that age for me that was something where like oh what's gonna happen you know what i mean like han solo's gone and you know luke just lost his hand and they're scrambling and and the other thing is even though as a kid you know darth vader obviously was was meant to be scary right i mean he was he was the big bad guy but um there was more of them which was cool <laughs> you know what i mean because in yeah a new hope i mean i i don't know that i can't remember the minutes but it's not much you know what I mean? Like right. he wasn't yeah. on screen that much. I guess it was a less is more thing with them because you feel like he was, but he's not really in it that much. Whereas Empire, um, it, and, and you know I don't know, man, just everything. Boba Fett, you know, even though technically speaking it was his second appearance, but most people didn't watch that horrific <laughs> holiday yeah, special. No. <laughs> so like this was his coming out party. The this talk about Jabba the Hutt because original cut we never we heard about him but you know this was okay now he's really after him he's sending you know he's got bounty hunter coming after him and and yeah. just all the bounty hunters were so cool and and their parts were so small but you know and I mean just look just look at like Boba Fett for instance he's not really in that much of Empire and in uh, Return of the Jedi but how many kids had him? Like that was our that was one of my favorite toys. You know what I mean? Like same here. Like yeah, he's I, one of my favorite figures. Yeah, I loved my Boba Fett figure, and the thought of like, and I remember like my mind being blown when I had read in some magazine or something that the original toy, the rocket, came out. You know, like yeah. I was like, what? You know what I mean? Like, because that was what you kind of, you know, you fantasized with that. You didn't know what it was for. You know what I mean? Like. So the Boba Fett action figure that I have on my shelf is the only one that is from my childhood. I had a box um, my mother gave me of all my Matchbox cars that she had kept for me and my Hot Wheels cars, and he was floating around in that box. Um, and I was so happy to have him back. Wow. But I have a lot of Star Wars figures now. A lot of them came from you. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and finding them at flea markets and such, but the one, the one on the shelf over there that what was mine from my childhood is Boba Fett, and I, I loved him as a kid. He was, he was just so cool. He had his hand kind of turned to the side. Yep. And I remember early on, I would always try to pull that rocket out. And I always yeah. try to look in there and see is this thing glued in there? What's going on? Right. How, you know, how is this attached? Always kind of fiddling with it. But uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, th I think you know, Empire was was different in all the right ways compared to A New Hope. And it really, like, they cranked the special effects up, like, times 10. Oh, and the special sure. effects yeah. in A New Hope, I mean, they still hold up. Yep. But, my gosh, right away with the Hoth scene and the walkers and that awesome stop animation and the Tauntauns, I mean, that's why we stayed and watched that part again. We were so enamored with it and blown away by it. 
those that level of special effects had never been seen before. I mean, it was mind blowing what they could do um, back then uh, for the first time. And you had nobody had seen anything like that before in the theater. It was it was crazy. Um, so and then like you were saying, the just the world building and the you finally are getting into like a deeper lore. And you had that a little bit with A New Hope, with like the cantina scene, all these different aliens, and and you know Han talking about Jabba and stuff yeah. like that. These weird things you don't know what what they're talking about. Is this kind of this deeper world in the background? But they really kind of expanded on that in Empire Strikes Back quite a bit. Um, and just the character building was so good in this. You've got Han and Leia, and that was so well done. And even even stuff with Chewbacca and his emotions when Han was out there um, looking for Luke and the door closed yep. and just all 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 the emotion in this movie was really really well done I think too. Well, and, and, and you know another thing the the unique pairing like you know you know Han Solo had chemistry with uh, Princess Leia to some degree you didn't know yeah. how it was going to turn out but like their chemistry. Uh, even like Chewbacca and C-3PO or Han Solo and C- it was like the perfect mesh of that little core that they had there you know what I mean Yeah. and like Luke needed to Absolutely. be serious so he would have been like a wet blanket with that group so it was like perfect <laughs> right. to separate him you know what I mean because he had you know yeah. he's it's like in the Kung Fu movie he had to go with the master and learn Kung Fu or whatever you know, he had to go somewhere yep. so he had to be by himself whereas and even taking uh, R2-D2 out of that was good too because they had some problems that r2d2 could have fixed but wasn't right able to you know like when the the whole reason for them going to cloud city you know they was having some issues so they went there to because his uh warp warps drive wasn't working or whatever he couldn't go right, to, right. you know like so he has some issues <laughs> plus they wanted to hide out or whatever but um just the fact that you know if c3 if r2d2 was there they would have been able to fix that he could have diagnosed right. it you know what I mean? So it wouldn't have worked out. Like, it actually, at the end of the movie, that's what he did. Whenever right, they were trying right. to get away, he was able to fix it so they could fly away. So um, it, was, it was cool it was that perfect. Luke had his little buddy. It was cool that Luke yeah. had his little buddy R2 with him on Dagobah. Well, you know, he, even him and Yoda him. had a great thing. Yoda yeah, beat him oh with the gosh. stick and all that. I mean, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, so good. So much good character building. And just Luke getting frustrated. And, you know, with this middle, we, you know, back to what you were saying before about uh, the ending and everything. We weren't, we, you know, it was common to have sequels in the 80s, but it wasn't common to have like a fleshed, full fleshed out trilogy like this. Right. So for this to be the middle chapter, that darker chapter, um, we didn't understand that as kids. It was, it was, the tone was very different, especially like you said, the way it ended. Um, and it was a unique experience to kind of have this middle movie knowing there's a third movie coming. And this is like not the end of the story. Yep. You know, like when Superman came out, you got Superman too, sure. But it wasn't like a, this fleshed out kind of thing. Well, and you're right, because at, like at, at the end of Superman, there was no indication there was going to be a next one. I mean, sure, you knew he was still there, and obviously, but there was no need. It could have just been the one movie. You right. Know what I, mean? I mean, even right. like look at a movie like uh, Back to the Future. They hinted at a sequel, but it took them like 10 years or whatever to come out, or maybe not right. that long, but whatever it was, five, six years you know what I mean? Yeah. And the tone of this one, just with like the Han torture scene and 
the the agony in Luke when he gets his hand cut off and he finds out Vader's his father was just so intense and and kind of graphic and you know it's funny because this movie was not very well received at least by critics um, when it was released and now it's like everybody's favorite one it's kind of funny that way yeah so, that, I'm that pretty is sure weird. this did not get yeah this did not get the greatest praise from um, from the critics I think they thought it was just too I guess off base from the original. I'm not really sure because I, I, you know, it's hard to it's hard to look at things from that angle at this point. But um, I know that in subsequent watching and throughout the years, I have grown to love this movie more and more. Um, and I just think it's the perfect Star Wars film. It really is is definitely my favorite by far. And plus, there's a whole lot of Millennium Falcon in it, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> so. When I was a kid, I used to watch it just to just kind of see the inside of the Falcon, and there's a lot of Millennium Falcon. They're working on it. Chewie's trying to fix it. They're always kind of tinkering with it, and I just love that kind of stuff. So that that gets uh, gets a couple points higher for me just for that. For sure, man. It 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 did everything that you wanted, and it it kept everything too, like the Falcon, the you know the X-wing. You know, you still had Jedi stuff. There was still going to be a battle. You know, like it. And it just gave you so much more that, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect when I went in. I mean, it was the first thing I ever seen. Um, but I, all I knew is I was impressed. I actually remember seeing Star Wars, you know, A New Hope before I saw Return of the Jedi. They put it on TV. And uh, I, I'm not going to say I was let down at all, but I, I did, even at that age, notice like a little bit of quality differences. You know what I mean? Like, even though the uh -huh. first movie was great, don't get me wrong, but... Um, I think it was more like the action. You know, it was just so much more action-packed. There was, I mean, essentially it has car chase scenes, right? When the yeah. when the Millennium Falcons trying to get away, you know, all that. But um, it, it, I don't know. I just remember it being so much more than I could have possibly had imagined when I went. Of course. And you know, it gave us, uh, you know, brother and sister making out. I mean. <laughs> That that makes me cringe to this day. And that, and that. that's why you know George Lucas is full of crap when he made it seem exactly. like everything. Because why would you have that? And that's not even the yep. second. Like the first time when she kisses him in A New Hope, that was fine. Because even if a sister gave a brother a kiss on the lips like that, that's just it's probably adults probably don't do that that often. But it's there's nothing wrong with that kiss. It was just like a kiss for good luck. But yeah. they full made out. And then he puts his arms behind <laughs> his head all cocky. And and uh -huh. it was obviously there to make Han jealous. Uh -huh. And, you know, it was just like, dude. But behind the scenes, though, uh, I mean, I think George kind of lost a step, you know, later on. I think everybody kind of agrees with that. But, boy, that was brilliant of him to um, basically a new hope. He kind of just did it. Base, I don't know. He didn't really make a lot of money off it, but it was the deal was he was going to get the merchandise and he was going to be able to film the sequels. And it's like, man, that was shrewd. Yeah, that was yeah, a shrewd business sure. deal, man. And he, <laughs> I mean, that was a gamble that really paid off for him because I mean, I can't, I can't imagine uh, he was going to make all that money off that what TX three eleven or whatever yeah, that THX, right. yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> well, just to touch on. Uh, I'm assuming your ranking is probably the same as mine, Empire, New Hope, and then Jedi. Yeah, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't want to talk too much about Jedi, but give me your just your brief thoughts on Return of the Jedi. Well, uh, 
you know, it's easy to kind of like hate on the Ewoks, but when I was a kid, I really liked that. You know what I mean? And I, that's yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, okay, first off, he was marketing. He was trying to market something to kids on all ages, right? Because you had the kids who were wanting the action figures, but he was trying to get a younger, you know, the four or five year olds. They were going to want these Ewoks, and one of his original ideas was supposed to be this land of Wookies. But, you know, right, I don't know yeah. if he changed his mind to make them small Wookiees or whatever. Or maybe he saw a mock-up of a baby Wookiee and he decided, like, wait a minute, I got an idea here. But however he, <laughs> however he got there, it was smart. And, yes, that might be the one part of Return that I feel is clunky is just that little battle on Endor is a little clunky. I mean, I don't – it's not my favorite part by no means. But I love the beginning at Jabba's Palace. I loved uh, – you know the Darth Vader, uh, Luke Skywalker, Emperor. I mean, the Emperor's pretty oh, much man. stole the show. I mean, that, that stuff at the end is classic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he and that's the and then to reveal that he's the ultimate bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you saw a little bit of him in uh, Empire. You know, it was just that little blip. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. Um, yeah. the fact that you know when he at the very beginning when he shows up to the Death Star, I mean. That's very imposing, and he's got the whole, all the stormtroopers are there lined up, and I mean, it's, that's impressive, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was scary. You know, you see him, and then you, you kind of see Darth Vader, like, this was really the first time Darth Vader was kind of like, you know, like, like, like kind of punked or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, this is, yeah. you can yeah. see who his master is. Where, you know, you think yeah. he's the big evil guy and you don't realize, you know, he's kind of uh, a number two. And, you know, you, you they had hinted towards that. You know, yeah, he had kneeled in right. Empire and all that. But just to kind of see, you know, he's asking permission to do things. He's taking orders, you know, and uh, yeah, it was interesting to see that. And the fact that, you know, even when the conflict happens between him and Luke, you know, he didn't really want to do that. But right. he has to listen. He says, I must obey. You know, it's just yeah. to see this big bad guy broken for whatever reason. I mean, we don't, of course, we found out years later. But at that time, we didn't really know what this guy's hold on him was. And right. uh, it was very interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like Return of the Jedi. I mean, I don't, I've, I've gone through moments where, um, you know, I was a little... You know, eh, you know, like I just the indoor stuff is the stuff that I don't like as much as an adult. But as a kid, I thought it was great. I didn't, it didn't bother me one bit. Yeah, yeah, I could say the same thing. I never had problems with it as a kid. Um, but yes, watching it as an adult, it like you said, clunky. Um, I think it's a lot of really good stuff. Like you mentioned, the the stuff with Luke and Vader and the Emperor at the end is so well done. The dialogue is great. The editing is great. The action is great. It's well paced. Yep. It brings the story to such a good close. It's such a great conclusion. Yep. All that stuff is great. But yes, um, Han's character is a little different in this it one, is. and I think that's he's a little more silly. And um, you know, coming off of the Empire Han, who was way more serious and kind of "I'll see you in hell" right. and all that kind of stuff, and then how now he's like, "Hey, it's me," you know, and right. it's a different kind of Han. And that kind of throws you for a loop a little bit. Well, that and, was kind yeah, of a my... reflection on Harrison Ford, I think, a lot too. I, I he didn't really want to do the movie, and mm -hmm. I think I think it shows. Yeah, 
He wanted to be dead, right? He did. He wanted to and, die. And, and he wanted to die. And I, uh, the carbonite was kind of a, probably like a compromise, I guess, at the time. Yeah. Uh, he wanted that sacrifice to mean something. And yeah. I really don't. I I really don't. I mean, I'm sure every time he gets a residual check, he's probably like, <laughs> well, you know, I guess it was fine. You know what I mean? But right. Um, right. Yeah, he wanted to die in that, and I guess that's kind of why he died in the movie. He did come back in, you know what I mean, in the in the sequels. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, you could tell he's not all in in the movie. Um, yeah, and like you said, my biggest problem with it is a lot of. I don't mind the Ewoks themselves. No, I don't either. It's the, the the film itself. There's such bad editing in a lot of that Ewok stuff, and it's so cringy and, and so hard to watch sometimes because. Like, for example, there's a scene where the two stormtroopers come up on Leia and Wicket, and Wicket, like, crawls underneath the log, and then they knock the stormtrooper out and shoot the other one. And then they, they the next cut, he's just disappeared. Yeah. I'm like, where'd the stormtrooper go? She knocked him over with a stick or something, and he just disappeared. It was really weird. Well, and also, and a lot of the... they, they got rid of it at one point, but uh, in one of the original cuts of Return of the Jedi, you could see a, like a Toyota pickup uh, in the background during the desert scene. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like some pickup. That's like, as a funny. kid, I never noticed it, but I I heard older kids talking about it, and uh, that's one of yeah, those I things that, that. There used to, you could see somebody's pickup in the desert over there that's, somewhere. That's real funny. Yeah. But a lot of the Ewok fighting, it's stupid because here you got these stormtroopers who have all this armor right. on, and they're just getting whacked with sticks, sticks and like and, falling over. And a little bit of rocks. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like they fall over dead. Yeah, you don't even get back up. <laughs> you know, it's like, but you know, a lot of the other editing is is superb. Yeah. Like, like the speeder bike chase is fantastic. Well, and of course the space scenes are good. Even even though it was kind of a retread of the original. Uh, you know the attack on the Death Star, but yeah, uh, yeah, but it was still a pretty impressive space scene. I mean, when Luke is sitting there watching the the rebellion had fallen to this trap, and you know, like the Emperor's right. like just you know he's yeah. oh you know is they're gonna die you know like he's just he's <laughs> yeah, right. he's he's, act, he's acting sympathetic, but yeah, you know he's just trying to bait him. One of the highlights for me is uh, the Rancor looks awesome one of the yep. best star wars monsters in my opinion it just looks so good and they did that with like puppetry it wasn't even stop motion it was some kind of puppet right yeah if i yeah i'm pretty sure yeah so it, it's just the special effects with the rancor are just fantastic i mean some of the stuff is a little bit of a like blue screen stuff like when luke gets picked yeah. up by his hand yeah you, you, can, tell. you can see some of that some of that blue screen doesn't hold up but so what you know what i mean right like, who cares like right. i i will take all that blue screen stuff over the continuing editing at the re-edits the re-edits oh, yeah. like he's re-edited that yeah. thing so many times so let's talk about some of the okay since we're talking about the edits why did he have to like make darth vader yell no in return of the jedi <laughs> like it's just so. so stupid it takes you out of the moment that was such a like it was such a meaningful thing and he took the it was almost like a big f you to people because that was one of the things they criticized in revenge of the sith sith oh. was that no and then he adds it again when they're i know no no 
it's just so, so like why dude why 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 do you have to be that way like i really didn't mind um the ending when they kind of showed all the different places celebrating that didn't bother me um they did take out the yub nub song i guess so i, I mean there's the purest of me kind of that sucked but um but the one the one thing that I really dislike is when they're in Jabba's palace, um, the original cut had I forget the name of the song, but you know, that's sly noodles, yeah. you know, they were singing that one song. And then later on they at like when he did the the special editions when they were re released in I don't know, what was it, ninety seven, I think? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. I think it was because it's twenty years later, right? And yep. they have like this Muppet looking like animal. Like, I don't, it was just so bad. And it was that, that's awful. And then they even like show like Boba Fett kind of grooving a little bit. And it's like, dude, what Ugh. are you doing? Why? It is so bad. And it was so all CGI bad. and so it looks bad. so bad. The puppets look well, so let me much tell you, better, man. All of the additional edits, in my opinion, were awful. Every one of them. I, I can I, agree not, with that. Well, the well, only thing, the I, only Empire, thing I'll say, I like the, I like the, the Bigfoot and Empire. I thought that was cool. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That was the only one that I liked, was them showing the Wampa. Yeah. Um, a little bit more because it looked really good. It wasn't it did CGI, look good. and he kind of looks over and, at like he's eating. You can see he's eating the tauntaun, yeah. and he kind of looks over so that, at him. Like I yeah, thought that was good. That was a cool scene. That I think made sense because there was a budgetary restraint. And they really wanted to show more of it. Yeah. You ever see some of the footage of the Wampas um, of the original cut? They look awful. Yeah. You ever it, see that before? I I've, I I don't think I've seen it in. Uh, well, I You've don't know. Gotta see uh, it. Maybe I have. I don't remember. Is it on the DVDs? No, no. I saw it just recently for the first time. Mm. Somebody, I don't know where I saw it on YouTube or something, but there was there was like some unedited cuts of wampas running through hoth hoth caves like when they broke into the um the base yeah oh and they they looked ridiculous they looked awful and that's why they didn't show them because they looked they looked silly yeah so so okay and another thing i don't hate but they didn't need was um putting jabba in a new hope they didn't bother oh, stupid I, I it didn't bother me but they didn't need it and i think if you saw it like that, it kind of takes away from the surprise. Like, let's say you never seen any of the movies and you decided to watch them in chronological, not, I mean, in release order, not one through nine, but, you know, four, five, six, one, two, three, you know, that, that, that way, the original right. release, it kind of takes away from it. Like you kind of build this up. So the first time you see Jabba, he's kind of like this older grumpy guy, but and a new hope he's like well han what did you expect me to do you know what i mean like you you dump all the stuff and it was just like have you ever seen the the human that was there oh yeah that yeah. is so bad like yeah he claims that he recorded that as a place filler but i call bullshit i think no, that's what yeah, jabba was supposed to look like and then yeah they they decided to cut it i bet you yep. they just cut it just for time because he was trying to trim it down and he just thought well we don't really need yeah. that and thankfully, yeah, it he wasn't cut necessary. It. The scene would have, yeah, it, 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 it would have made the movie, right? The pacing off, yeah. But there was a couple little all ones, stuff. like I don't know, like when they're looking around in the desert, and you can see a stormtrooper on one of those lizards in the background. Like those stuff didn't bother me. They're fine. They didn't. They weren't necessary. But 
you know, it's kind of like one of those where, Where's Waldo things. If you know the original cut and then you're watching the special editions, you're like, okay, that's different or that's different. But the big things he, he changes to put all this weird, silly stuff in there, too. Like like little robots, like, hitting each other yeah. and, you know, Jawas falling off things. Ah! They try to make it, like, more of, like, the, the prequel tone. Yeah, like, try to jam that. Well, stuff that's in that's there. actually really what weird. he did because that's the whole no thing. I mean, that's he he did yeah. that when uh, when when uh, oh Jones uh, James James was in there recording um, was recording some of the voiceovers for Revenge of the Sith. He had him record that for Return of the Jedi because he knew he was going to release those yeah. uh, the special edition. So I'm just like yeah. that's just so bad. Yeah. And then they did some other stuff too, like, of course, the most famous one is the Diff's Han shot first, right? That's the big, uh. and it it sucks because it was like that's what kind of made him a badass, you know? Like, yeah, he yep. softened up as it went on, but when we first met him, he was a smuggler, and in right. reality, he was a drug smuggler. They call it spice, but drugs you know what i mean like right. he's smuggling <laughs> contraband you know what i mean right um yeah. so he's yeah i mean that, that goes without saying that scene has been well it's been altered like five times it, it has it? it has it it it's they he shot first then um greedo shot first then they shot simultaneously and then they add that uh McClunky. McClunky. And it's like, what, dude? <laughs> oh, man. It's just so... It's so stupid. And, you know, it Disney... Is. I hope Disney does the right thing and just puts the original uncut trilogy on on the Disney Plus channel or releases them on Blu-ray or whatever. I don't care. They could put 100 bucks and I'd pay for it just to have it in a very clear form the original cut i've heard that lucas didn't sell them the original cut but i can't imagine that's true but yeah i usually hear the same thing like there is no original cut anymore yeah and they, it doesn't exist and they really would have to like piece it together and stuff like that right. but apparently there's it's really difficult to do because of what george did yeah i just so. can't imagine he's that stupid Really? Well, I mean, think about it. That's a lottery ticket just sitting there. If he ever got into some sort of financial issues, which I don't know how he could, being that he got $4 billion from him, but let's just say he wanted one last cash grab. That's just this lottery ticket sitting there. Why would he... Just why? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Yeah. But there has to be like original theatrical reels somewhere. Like, I don't know. They have to be able to pull that and fix it disney's got a lot of money man they could do it disney you if you're listening please that's what everybody wants just take all that <laughs> crap out just show an original cut you know yep i i didn't like any of that stuff like when han comes around the corner and like there's a couple stormtroopers there and they added like 50 more stormtroopers yes. like, what's the point of that it, yeah it's just it look, adding it, stuff it looks to so add. ridiculous right it looked fake all that additional stuff looked awful. It does not hold up at all. Well, and then they put, it, like, it, those me, gigantic it, space explosions and everything, like, when the Death Star the blew up. And, yeah, the rings. And it's like, and then you, then, like, um, who's that one astrophysicist who likes to debunk everything? <laughs> I forget his name, but, um, anyway, he'll be yeah, like. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's yeah. like, that's not even possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> 
Well, that's none of it's possible. Though. Well, I know, There's but he's a... like, fire doesn't exist in space and everything. <laughs> right. He tries to show right. you how how just the physics of it just wouldn't even be possible. But you're right, none of it's possible. But still, <laughs> like, there's just no need, man. It's nobody got any extra enjoyment out of it. I don't think. Like, yeah. you could have showed a kid no. the original cut because I have the VHS tapes that have the original. Uh, yep. Or well, not the original original, but you know everything but the it has the new hope in the title. You know the original cuts, and right. they're fine. I love them. I would rather watch them. Now I don't. I'm not like bummed when I watch the other ones on Disney Plus. I mean they're good too, but you know it's just I forget sometimes. I'm like, oh, it's a special edition crap. Yeah. 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 So. What are you gonna do? Nothing. You just have to remember <laughs> yeah. it fondly and. Yep. So you want to move on to the next one? Yep. So I put our favorite Star Wars character and side character. Okay. So I'll go first, I guess. My my favorite Star Wars character, without a doubt, is Han Solo. He's always been my hero. I've always identified with him the most. He was kind of edgy. He was a loner. And that's kind of how I am. I like to kind of be alone a lot. I'm, I'm, I work by myself every day, even to this day, for the most part. Um, I identify with him the most, and he's always been my favorite character in all the movies, out of all the movies. He's my favorite. Um, I, I guess a, a close second would be Luke. I always liked Luke a lot, as a kid especially. Yeah. But there was always something really cool about him. He was like the cool one, you know, Han Solo. He yeah. just had that swagger and that attitude, and he was like tough, but he always did the right thing. He's just so lovable, you know? Uh, so Han Solo, again, is my favorite character, and as a side character, it, I didn't really know how to break down like who was side characters and who were main characters but i just, I just put r2d2 he's kind of a main no, character yeah but, but he's a i could I, I could take him as a side character he's a main character but he's the next tier of the main yeah, characters yeah and i just as a kid it just thought it was a cool i never had a pet as a kid and uh, my mom was allergic to like cats and dogs and stuff so we never had pets so just the thought of having like a pet robot was just fascinating to me. So I always thought it would be cool to have this little buddy, you know, that just followed you around and made little cute sounds and did whatever you wanted. So I always really liked the thought of having, like, an R2-D2 robot of my own as a kid. So I always liked him uh, as my, I guess, my favorite side character. Well, uh, if I'm being truthful, when I was a kid, I would have to go Luke Skywalker. He has the powers. He has the sword. Yeah. Um, when I first saw him, I thought he had an equal shot at the girl. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. Not realizing Return of the Jedi was like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, she's your sister. That was another thing I hated about Return of the Jedi. That seemed so unnecessary to me. It just seemed like yeah. there was. I think the only thing about that is he was trying to sever the love triangle, right? Like, that's really the yeah. only reason. Why else would there be? Like, I yeah. I, I don't know. It's like it almost felt like fan fiction. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, so uh, if I'm going childhood, definitely it would be uh, Luke. If I'm going adulthood, it's Darth Vader. Like, I it, it, ah. I like the big bad guy. I, um, yeah. I mean, I, I when I watch the scenes, when he's on screen, it always gets my attention. And yep. even though I love Han Solo, don't get me wrong, it's not like he's dead last, you know. Um, <laughs> but if and then side character, I, I would go with Boba Fett, even though he was only in the one movie. But being that I had the toy, it was one of the first toys I got was Boba Fett. It might have been like the second one I oh. got. So um, 
I, I feel like I have more connection to Boba Fett, even though he probably only had like nine minutes of screen time or something like that. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go. Those are those are my lead. Even though all of them are C3PO is excellent, R2D2 is excellent, Leia, all of them are great. Even though she's a main character, but you know what I mean. They there's so many worthy characters from the original trilogy, but um, I feel like Boba Fett would. I'm not even sure he qualifies as a side character, but that's who I'm going to go with. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely would call him a side character for sure, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I don't know. He's so marginalized. I mean, but, you know, Yoda would have been a good side pick, too. I loved Yoda, too. but. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to pick 15 of them, dude. I'm going to mess up your whole thing. I'm going to just pick them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cheat. That's okay. So, I put this next section in there just for fun. I'm not trying to start any, you know, drama or anything <laughs> right. or stir the pot, as some people like to say. But I put, why is Star Wars better than Star Trek? Now, I'm assuming you feel that way, Chris. Am I correct? Oh, I don't ever hear uh, you talking about Star Trek. Yeah, too much. Uh, for sure. <laughs> Honestly, when I was a kid, my dad would watch Star Trek on TV. And I truly wanted to like it but I always felt like it was boring. Now, this is from a kid's perspective, okay? Right. It always felt boring to me as a kid. Now, obviously, it was it skewed more towards adults, I guess. I yeah. mean, cuz it don't really have anything that appeals to children other than the spaceship, you know what I mean, or the phasers yeah. or whatever, but Right, right. Um, so the original series I did not like as a as a child. Um, and honestly, I can't really say I revisit it much as an adult either, even though I appreciate it and I think it's it's great. I, I anybody who likes it, I'm totally with them. I get it. I totally get where they get it. If I was gonna say which one appealed to me, it was more the next generation. I was you know in my teens when that was on tv and again mm -hmm. it still felt kind of boring but i got yeah. into a groove at one point and i started to enjoy it but hmm. um it was still never anything that it really it didn't really like it, it just doesn't matter to me that much you know what i mean like i like it i right. appreciate it I even watched Deep Space Nine for a while. That was, uh, I, I think it used to be on Turner, uh, TNT. I think it was one of their original series or something. If unless I could be remembering that wrong, but it felt like it was a cable exclusive at the time. And I remember watching that, liking that. But um, it's it's just not the same. I mean, obviously, I guess you could say one is more, you know, shooting, bang bang, chasing, and one's more intellectual. I guess you could you could say that. I mean, that's that's a fair argument. Um, sure, sure. That's a fair argument. There's definitely more. Uh, Star Trek is more the the thinking's man's kind of show, but that's not what I want in my space dramas. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't want that. You know what I mean? I yeah. Want... I, I think in school, right? I, I don't want to think. I, I do plenty of yes. that in school. I want to. I want to come home and play. Did, okay. <laughs> Did you ever remember a kid in school who was into Star Trek? Like elementary no. school, I never did. Like I never, no. ever remembered a kid saying like I like. Like people would talk about Spock because he was weird. That was it. Mm -hmm. Like nobody was like, "I'm Captain Kirk." You'd be like, "Get out of here, douchebag!" I'm, you know what I mean? Like I got a lightsaber. I'm gonna cut your head off. You know what I mean? Like it didn't matter. You know, it just 
it, it I, I mean, I like I said, I, I appreciate it for what it is. I'm happy that other people really love it. And if people think it's better, fine. I, to me, they're just different things. That's like comparing football to Magnum PI to me. They're just two different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can like them both. Yeah. Um, but if I had to choose, I'm choosing Star Even with some of the bad stuff that's come out, I'll still take the bad stuff over Star Trek. Well, here's my take on it. I, again, you're, you're right. Uh, there really is no... I mean, you hear it a lot. Star Wars versus Star Trek. It's just kind of a meme, as they say these days, at this point, that you have to pit them against each other. What'll it be, fellas? How much for the phaser gun? For the phaser gun? Sorry, Garfunkel. We don't hawk Trek here. Well, then, Slim, if you don't sell the Trek, then why do you have a phaser gun in the case? We keep this one here? to suss out Trekkie bitches like yourselves and tell them to get the hell off of our land. So get the hell off of our land. Get the hell off of our land! Get the hell out of here! Now! Get out of here, you Kirk-loving Spock suckers! But they are very different things. I mean, number one, you know, Star Trek started out as a TV show, yep. not, not a film. So you have a whole different tone to begin with. But from my angle, from my perspective as a kid... Um, I did watch the original Star Trek show because it was on. And as you know, you had a couple channels. Sure. And you had very limited selection. So it was science fiction. It had aliens. It had lasers. Sure, I watched it, of course. Um, I didn't get a lot of it because it was probably a little over my head. And um, like you said, it was more of a uh, intellectual, I guess. There was lots, lots of social commentary. Yeah, that I had no sure. idea what was going on. Stuff like that. So it really wasn't geared towards an eight-year-old child or ten-year-old child. But um, I did like Spock. I always thought I was always kind of fascinated with him. It was always kind of um, well, of course he's got the Vulcan. I guess death someone grip. to yeah, it was kind of someone like uh, to look up to. I guess to some degree, it was very intelligent and tall and just smart. Yep. So there's always something about Spock that I always kind of liked and gravitated towards. And I did watch the original series. I never got into the. Um, uh, Next Generation or any of that other stuff after that. I just, it just seemed like cheesy TV drama to me. Um, especially when I had the option to watch Star Wars. <laughs> I just would rather do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just for me, I, and again, I'm not, I'm not bashing on Star Trek. I'm really not. I, just like you said, I, I get it. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't think people that like it are, you know, whatever. I just, yeah. I, I just personally don't gravitate towards it. I just think the Star Wars series, for me, had more relatable characters is the main thing. Like, I related with Han Solo. I felt the emotion in Luke. I could relate as a little kid. I wanted to go out there and, and dream like Luke did and, and, and be those characters. And Star Trek was just weird to me. It just, I couldn't relate. I, didn't wanna, I never wanted to be Captain Kirk. Right. You know, there just wasn't anything there that I was attracted to as a kid. That I wanted to go out in the backyard and pretend I was Captain Kirk. But you better believe I went out in the backyard and pretended I was Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. So that's the main thing. Even and, as an adult, that's what I do. Yeah, same here. But, um, you know, because Star Wars were multi-million dollar budgeted movies, obviously the aesthetics and the special effects were much grander and bigger well, and the, and you know, the toy line, were, the toys made a big difference, exactly, a huge yeah. difference. Absolutely. And all the merchandising yes. in general and the products and all the hype. Let's face it, Star Wars was a pop culture phenomenon and Star Trek just wasn't. 
I know it, it ran yeah. for a couple I mean, seasons it, it, originally. It, for right, but for whatever it was, it it's just not fair to compare. Like it's, does right. it have right. relevance? Of course it does. Of course it does. It's, it might it might have started the like nerd convention scene. Maybe we owe to Star Trek, but either way to me star wars is just a better property it seems like it's easier to expand on star wars whereas star trek always kind of feels like the same kind of thing like they're in ships they're exploring yes there's social commentary which i think is cool i really do like that but um and i i mean some of the star wars stuff is redundant as well but i just think it's it's more fun to watch yeah, and you know the whole there's Klingons chasing us. It's just that's all you. <laughs> to me, that's just every <laughs> well, don't episode forget about was the, the same Borg, kind of thing. man. The Borg was a big deal. Well, that came didn't that come in the, <laughs> yeah, that's, the newer that's, series? Yeah, that's um, no, that's imp- it's uh, they started in um, Next Generation. Yeah, yeah. So. And then you know them trying to make films out of Star Trek. Um, gosh, I mean. Well, there's a thing where it's like every other one, right? That's isn't that the that's what I hear. So it's like two is good, four is good, six is good, but the ones in between. But I don't know. I remember as a kid watching Star Trek on the the motion picture, the first one on TV, and I thought it was cool. I I liked it, and I remember Uh, seeing uh, Wrath of Khan, and that frightened me when they put those little bugs in those guys' ears. Oh yeah, that frightened the hell out of me. Wrath of Khan was awesome. Wrath of Khan is a great movie. I love that movie. I like. I saw that in the theaters as a kid, and I, I loved it. The whole scene where Spock dies, and yeah, the sacrifice. It's, it's, even though they quickly oh. used the pencil to erase that, I'm like, wait a minute, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got more movies to make. Let's bring them back. So yeah, Rathacon is is a is a really good film, but that first one, I think I saw that in the theater too, and I think I probably felt. I mean, I don't remember it. It was just as a kid, it was absolutely boring. To yeah, me. I, I just remember I have, seeing it on TV, and and it just felt cool because it was space stuff. They were shooting each other, and I don't know it. it I, I can't say I've watched it in a long time, so I will. I haven't either. I will go ahead and concede if anybody who's into it says it's crap, then I believe them. But I do remember really liking a Wrath of Khan, and I remember really liking um, the Voyage Home. Um, I thought that was that was pretty fun movie. I mean, it's a little silly that it has that big humpback whale thing, but and it's an environmental thing, but. I remember liking it. I remember enjoying it. They used to show it on cable a lot, and I probably watched that movie a dozen that I, times. It's pretty good. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it, but maybe once. And if that, I don't even. I don't really. Remember. I know it's about the whale thing, and this was that the search for Spock. Is that that one? No, no, no. Part three is the search for Spock because at the end of part oh. two, remember they jettison him out into space. Yes. Yes. And yep. uh, he ended up landing on this planet, and somehow that planet. Uh, they had used it to grow a plant. I don't know. I forget the premise, but something went to that planet and was creating life. And that's where Spock's coffin landed, I guess. And it brought him back to life, but he didn't have any of his memories. So they had to kind of teach him mm-hmm. who he was. And uh, part four really builds onto that. Um, you know, so there is that kind of that conflict of like, you know, uh, you got Kirk, and he's just like, you know, you're my, you know, I love you. You're like, you're my friend, and we're like brothers or whatever. And dude's like, well, okay, I guess if you say so. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever. But um, I don't know. Well, I, I just I get put it. this in there for yeah. fun. I mean, it, it's right. look, I did it because our good friends 
from the Retro Fandango podcast always every time they mention Star Wars, he goes Star Wars and make yeah. this like like they're mocking us Star Wars fans. So I just kind of threw that in there. Just sure. For yes. What is the Klingon translation for "You're gonna die a virgin"? Rachelmanta. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what, okay. Hilarious, everyone. Looks like we got more Lucas Hounds here to mock Roddenberry. Congratulations, gentlemen, but I would like to see your Darth Vader take on one Borg drone. We'll see who's laughing then. Darth Vader could put the entire Borg collective in a vice grip with his mind. Uh, Darth Vader has asthma, so uh, name me one Star Trek character with a respiratory disease, because... I'm drawing a blank. Just to kind of it's, get it's, a dig in, but hey, man, I'm glad I don't have any problem it. with Star sure. Trek. But as a kid, I didn't identify with it. Um, maybe I'm just not smart, and the bang bang car chase thing is much more exciting for yeah. this dumb kid over here. But whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, but, if that's what you want to boil it down to, then okay, I'm a brute. I'd rather see people right. shoot each other than sit there and play fourth level chess or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't matter to me. <laughs> right. All right. I guess we'll move on. Um, so there's a whole lot of toys and merchandise that that uh, Star Wars produced. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, this was like a, a new thing. You know, having tie-ins, uh, toys and such for a movie. Um, this kind of kickstarted that whole idea, right? Well, I think there was other toy lines, and I can actually on our Discord, I'll uh, I'll show some some toy lines from the Sears catalogs prior to Star Wars so you can kind of get an idea of what was going out um going on I mean I, oh, there cool. was Planet of the Apes there was Buck Rogers there, there was things right right yeah there was yeah. other things I I don't I can't remember if Buck came before them or not. it doesn't matter but there was other toy lines that were out there but right. it really felt like whatever happened prior to Star Wars paled in comparison to what happened with <laughs> Star Wars. It was such yeah. a hot item. They sold ring checks, essentially. I mean, yeah, you didn't even get the toys. You got a picture of the toys. Like, hey, this is yep. what you're going to get in six months for Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. here's your Christmas present. It's a coupon. You know what I mean? But it really created something that I don't think the genie's ever been put back in that bottle because... There wasn't any big movie that came out or cartoon that did not have a toy line to some degree. You know, if it had any sort of traction anyways. To the degree that it went on with Star Wars, that that at least was a new a new level of it, I guess. Yeah. To have um so much merchandising tied into this movie with not just toys, but I mean everything lunch boxes and uh bed sheets and you know you name it they had it that as far as i understand was never really seen before yeah i i, um, I don't know if they had yeah all the extra stuff i'm pretty sure that they were they were trailblazers they were doing something <laughs> so what what is your experience with the toys how many did you have um well uh, I, okay as far as action figures go i'll just go to you know early childhood you know like early to mid 80s you know i had the main ones i had a han solo but it was the hoth han solo and i had uh, a couple of lukes you know i had the best pin luke and i had the return of the jedi luke and uh i had a princess leia i had the best pin princess leia i had a 
my grandmother one year she bought me all of the bounty hunters she didn't know what to buy she just knew it said star wars on the package but i got every bounty hunter for christmas one year like all of them that's awesome yes and yoda <laughs> so that one year i had uh, got i got the bespin yoda or the bespin luke uh yoda r2d2 and all of the the bounty hunters um ironically enough I did get a Hoth Trooper that year, too, but I never got, like, the basic Stormtrooper. I, I think the first figure I might have gotten was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think mm. that was, like, my actual first one. Um, like I had mentioned, I had got the Millennium Falcon. My my grandmother bought me a TIE Fighter, and uh, later on, I ended up getting an X-Wing. I'm pretty sure she bought me that, too. But, um... And then there was, like, a, like some of the... They had, like, these little action set pieces... Like on Hoth, they had like this little like it was like a satellite, like but it was on the ground, yes. and uh, yep. you could push a button, like push something on the back, and it would I blow up. Yeah, yep. she bought yep. me that, so that was another piece that I got. Um, so yeah, that was that was a little bit of some of my core toys. How about you, man? Anything stick out? Yeah, I had. This is a cool story. I I got the Millennium Falcon, and. This is funny because I got punished once and had to go. One of my punishments when I was a kid was I had to go in my parents' room and just sit in the corner. Oh, I hate that. This is back in the 80s now. (laughs) So I remember I got sent to my parents' room and had to stand in the corner, sit in the corner, whatever. And I looked over and underneath my parents' bed, I saw the Millennium Falcon. And this wasn't in a box or anything. And I was like, oh. And I think my birthday was coming up. And I remember telling my, I went, when I got done being punished, because um, I was young and stupid, I didn't realize they would know that I saw it. I just blurted out, I really want the Millennium Falcon for my birthday. Oh, dude. And my mom, my mom got mad at me because she knew I saw it. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't realize that she would put that together. I just thought that I would be clever and randomly say that. But anyway, they had bought it off my neighbor with a whole bunch of the characters. And I believe that was my first Star Wars toy, or toys, I guess, was the uh, Millennium Falcon with a bunch of the characters. So I got I got that for my birthday one year. It was probably my you know ninth birthday or something like that. Hold on one second. So I'll oh, never forget that. Hold on. What, so it's funny that you even say that because uh, my grandmother, she would when she bought the toys, you know, for Christmas, I would always come for Christmas, right? So lead, she hadn't wrapped them yet. And she literally stuck them in the dresser in the room that I was in. So, I mean, (laughs) I opened it up and I saw it. So one time she was on the phone. I had saw that there was a bunch of figures in there. And I think the top one was, um, I think it was Boba Fett. And it was one of the figures, but I'm pretty sure it was Boba Fett. So I went in there and I, I don't know, I was probably acting kind of like a brat. I think I was annoying her. She was on the phone or something. And she's like, I just told her, I was like, you know, I want a Star Wars toy or something like that. And I don't know if she knew I saw it. She must have because she wasn't a dumb lady. But <laughs> so she just went in there and grabbed this and says, here, now will you behave or something? And I just remember thinking like, oh, I win. But I felt bad. She was such a sweet lady. And it's it That's that just funny. sucks. But it yeah, it didn't work out. I mean, it worked out better for me than you, I guess. She wasn't as mad as I guess. Your mom might have My been. mom was mad, I guess, that I ruined the surprise yeah. and I saw it. All while I'm being punished and being bad, I guess, too. It just wasn't probably a good day for my mom. But that that always makes me – it warms my heart because it makes me think about how 
my parents, you know, we didn't have a lot. Well, I won't say that. We we were very comfortable and we had plenty, honestly. But there was no shame. My parents bought us used toys all the time. And I, I never had new clothes as a kid. All my clothes were hand-me-downs from cousins or neighbors and stuff like that. And, you know, my father was blue-collar. My mom never worked. I was one of four kids. But um, just thinking about how excited they probably were to buy that off my neighbor. Oh, of course. Um, because his, his son grew up a little bit. He was older than me. And that they probably gave him 20 bucks or something for it just makes me smile that they, that that was, you know, how there was no shame in that back then. No, and there shouldn't have been. Yeah. Dude, I would have loved it if my dad came home with a box of used Star Wars figures. I wouldn't have cared. Because guess what? If you gave them to me brand new, they were going to be used immediately, anyways. I was going to go dig a hole in the backyard and stick them in dirt. I didn't care. (laughs) Right. Blow them up with firecrackers. I didn't care. It was whatever you could do. But if you remember from our Atari episode, that's how I got my Atari. Yeah. My father bought it off somebody at work, used. So a lot of my stuff came like that, and I, I I like that. I like that my parents had to really kind of be frugal and find ways to get us the things that we wanted. Well, that, and it kind of still holds true, right? I mean, we collect used toys and video games now, so <laughs> yeah, not a lot yeah, has okay, changed. Full circle, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But aside from that, I I did have the I remember having an X, X-wing fighter. Um, I had a Tauntaun. Uh, I remember having a Wampa. Uh, I had Yoda's playset, where you had uh, you could push R two into this little foam thing like he was sinking in the mud. Oh man! And cool. it had this little section where you could have uh, I think boxes where you would shake a stick like they were floating, if I remember right. And of course, you had the little Yoda's hut and everything. Uh, but it had a couple little mechanisms and stuff that you can kind of play with it. So I did have uh, the Yoda, the Hoth set. And I had some kind of, I'm sorry, the Dagobah set. Yeah, I, I know what you meant. Hoth, yeah, <laughs> I had some kind of Hoth set, I think, that was similar as well. I don't remember that in my head as well. But I remember having, like, the turrets that exploded. Right. And I remember having, like, the um, the droid that came down. Uh, what's it called? The uh, the probe droid. Yeah, and I had and that. that was on like a little stick, and right. you could shake it and what like it was moving or something like that. So I think it had some kind of Hoth set, if I'm not mistaken. That was another toy I um, had was the probe droid, but I didn't have it with a set. They actually sold, I, I at least mine. I remember getting it separately. So mm-hmm. I don't know how I got it separately, but I remember having the probe droid. Or you know what? Yeah. You know, I take it back. Maybe it was the medical droid, and I used to pretend it was the probe droid. Actually, I think that's what it was. I didn't have oh, the. Yeah, I think I had the medical droid, and I used to pretend it was the probe droid. I think <laughs> that seems more likely. Yeah. Um, and I had tons of the figures. I don't remember exactly which ones I did and didn't have, but I had quite a few of the the Star Wars figures. But I never, you know, there's, what about you know toys that you wanted but never got? I have a little list of that as well. Did you have? Any that you always wanted and never got, or your friends had and you always were jealous kind of thing? Well, my one friend had the Jabba's playset. And yeah. I really wanted that. But it was one of those things where I didn't probably, I, I don't think I realized it was, a, well, I must have. It was in the cartoons or the commercials. I don't know. I just remember that was one of the ones that I wanted that I didn't get. Um, probably because it was a little more expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember that one. I mean, I have, it. Have, the, I have the, it now. You could wiggle the tail and everything. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, yeah, <laughs> he's a, yeah, I have it now, but 
I mean, I've had it for a long time, but I I never had it as That's a child. Cool. Um, yeah, and like an original stormtrooper, I never had one of those, and I always had this idea, like I wanted like three or four of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that would have been cool, but uh, like a speeder. If one of my friends had a, had a speeder, and I didn't have, you know, I thought that would be cool cool to have too. Um, but yeah. I, I can't, you know, it was just like more like individual figures, like anytime, you know, <clears throat> back then, you know, well, I guess it's still the same now with Walmart, but, you know, we would go to Mervyn's a lot for like school shopping or any sort of clothes shopping, right? And Mervyn's had, uh-huh. a, had a toy section, and one of the biggest sections of their toy section was Star Wars figures, and uh, so every time we went, I would go straight over there and try to you know find one that i wanted and convince my grandmother to buy it um i remember one time she bought me lando and that was that was one of our trips to mervyn's um but uh and then later on when i got into gi joe which was not too much further after that i same thing you know what i mean like we go there hey there's some gi joe figures let me get one of those but uh right i i feel like i i pretty much had what i really really wanted i mean the main I had the main characters. I was able to pretend like, you know, play it out. It was a while before I got a Darth Vader. So, I mean, that was one of the early, but you can never find them or at least I couldn't. Yeah. Every time I would go, it would always be gone. It was, it was almost like, it's like, if you wanted a Lando, there was 50 Landos on the shelf. You know what I mean? If you wanted the, the rebel trooper, you know what I mean? Like the rebel Hoth trooper. (laughs) There was a matter of fact, the funny thing was, is, um, I originally thought I had the Han Solo Hoth trooper, or I used to pretend it was Han, or not Han Solo, but Luke Skywalker. When my grandmother bought me uh, the Han Hoth, she also bought me uh, the Rebel Trooper that was the Hoth trooper. But he, he or the Hoth soldier, I should say. But he, yeah. I, you know, he was a white dude. I just said, oh, that's Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. She didn't know the difference. Yeah. She just bought a couple of figures for my birthday one year or yeah. something like that. I probably got. But that was always cool because, I mean, they were relatively cheap, you know, a couple bucks, you know. So it wasn't like she yeah. just bought me one or whatever. If she was going to buy some, she bought like two or three. And, and it was always right. like a nice surprise. You know, sometimes she would randomly get me one. Or if I was at the hospital or something. Like, they even... I remember one time she bought me one. I was in the hospital. I don't know what... I can't even remember what for at the time. I think I cut my leg. And I had stitches, but they were keeping me overnight or something. Well, she went down. They had them in the gift shop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's like... You know, like, just think about that, dude. Like, that's how big yeah. it was that <laughs> Star Wars figures yeah. was in the hospital gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she brought me one. I think she think it was a Luke Skywalker or something. I definitely remember being like, "Wow!" Like I was so happy. It totally made going to the hospital <laughs> worth it. I started thinking like, mm, maybe I should do this again. Well, for me, uh, because of my rich friend, I pretty much was exposed to almost every toy they ever made because he had everything, and I always wanted the Han Solo pistol that makes the sound when you pull the trigger. Yes. Um, I never had that, but my friend had it, and I always loved playing with that thing. It was just so cool to me to have Han Solo's blaster. Um, so that was definitely a toy that I never had that I was jealous of. Um, and he also had uh, Jabba, Jabba's playset, like you mentioned you have. 
Um, Slave One, I always wanted that. Oh, that was that's really another cool. one I wanted too. Yeah, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was really big and it was a cool ship and it had that like rotating thing. And it came with um, uh, Han Solo and Carbonite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanted and that one too. He also had a lot of the. Um, they had like miniature play sets where the figures weren't posable. They were just like, yeah, you know, like little lead. Right. And he had like a. Um, uh, uh, Death Star kind of battle scene I think from Return of the Jedi I'm sorry Empire Strikes Back where they were fighting on that little ledge and everything he had like some kind of a setup like that I, I never saw those in the store I was w- always wondering where I got them but he had a whole bunch of those little miniature sets see as an adult I, I, really cool. I came across a few of those I have uh, like Chewbacca and, and a Stormtrooper and a Darth Vader but I remember as a kid like I did not want anything that couldn't match up with the three and three quarter figures mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. that always bugged me. That that's why I really dug GI Joe because I can combine them. You know what I mean? Right, like any right. figure that yeah. matched that size, I was like, okay, I can get with that because they could be in the same universe. Well, besides toys, uh, there was a lot of other merchandise and other items that went along with the Star Wars phenomenon. Did you have anything else besides toys? Well, my mother bought me um, the Empire Strikes Back lunch pail. And I actually still ah. have that same lunch pail. I don't have the thermos, oh, but so I still cool. have the pail. Um, after I stopped using it, she stuck it under the sink, and I think the sink leaked a little bit because there's a little bit of rust on it. But it doesn't. It's not that big of a deal. It, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, and then um, my grandmother bought like a Yoda night light for over at their house, so I thought that was cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I don't have that no more because, like an idiot, like I convinced her to let me take it to my house, and it's just one of those things that didn't survive. Had I left it at her house, I would still have my original one, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, it's one of those things where I should have just not done that. But um, And, then, of course, the underoos, we talked about that once before, but uh-huh, I had those. For sure. And uh, I had a, a Star Wars toothbrush that looked like a lightsaber, and it was electric, so when oh. you turned it on, it would you know vibrate or whatever. But it the handle looked like a like a lightsaber, and cool. it, you know of course it had the you can switch the the ends or whatever. Uh, you know like if they would wear out, you could put a new toothbrush on. But yeah, I had that. I forgot all about that till right now. That's cool. So I had uh, some of my favorite things that I had were I had my own record player. Yeah, and it's one of those. Con- I had like the little blue speckled like suitcase looking record player where you open it up and you got the record player right there, and when you close it up, it's like a little suitcase. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. They're pretty common. I had that, and I had all three of the record movie book combination things. You know what I'm talking I about? I do. Yeah, and I love that. I would sit there and listen to those and read through the books like all the time. Yep. And I love those things. So I had those. I still have I those, had... buddy. I <laughs> guess I, that's one really? of the things that like, my mother bought me Empire and eventually Return of the Jedi uh, and Star Wars. I had Star Wars Empire and I, I never got Return of the Jedi because at that point, uh. I guess I kind of grew out of it. I think I got it as an adult, but I think it's with the cassette and not the record. That but is awesome. she bought me a bunch of them, like Popeye. There was a bunch. It was a big series. They're called read alongs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still have them. But anyway, go ahead. I had a bunch. I had, I had a Superman one. I had a whole bunch of them. But yeah. the Star Wars ones were my favorite. Absolutely. I listened so to I that Empire those. Strikes Back one probably a million times. Yes. You know what's interesting? If I remember right, I remember as a kid listening to that. And it it wasn't like clips from the movie. They had redone like the voice stuff. So it sounded like the, the dialogue was slightly different. 
I, I think you're right, but I remember thinking it was from the movie, but you're probably right. I mean... Because I would watch the movie, and then I would I, listen I tell you to the what, record. All I got to do is get one of those um, 45, uh, you know, those little deals that you put in the middle? Yes. I, I need yeah. to get one, because I have a record player. I just don't have that little clamp that goes in the middle and uh i'll play it and uh maybe we can upload some i don't know if i can upload audio clips to <laughs> to our to our discord, discord yeah. but maybe we'll see if i can i'm sure you can but i i specifically remember if i'm not mistaken the scene where luke finds out it's his father darth vader's his father the dialogue's slightly different he doesn't have the same no no that's impossible it's like a more like no, you know it's different because I remember listening to that and listening to the movie and thinking, "Wow, I think I like the record version better as a kid because I probably listened to it more." Well, the real question but, would be, is if it's different, where does he say, "Luke, I'm your father"? That would be the Mandela effect stuff, man. We can solve some right, mysteries right now, right, right? Because that's not what he says in the movie, but everybody remembers he says it. No, he's saying, "No, yeah. I am your father." Right, but uh, people think he's yeah, saying Luke, I'm, I'm your father. That. Well, I, I, I'm gonna get when we get off of this. I'm gonna go on eBay and get me a one of those little things. So we'll find out in about I a week. Would love, you know what you need to do for me is you need to re- you need to record that entire Empire Strikes Back record. So because I, I would probably just melt listening to that because I had listened to that thing so many times and I haven't heard it since I was a kid. I would love to hear that again. This is the story of the Empire Strikes Back. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. Let's begin now. Don't make me destroy you. Your future lies with me, for I am your father. Luke was stunned. No. So aside from that, I had um, had a really cool Sarlacc Pit board game, and it was like 3D, where you built it that had like cardboard, and it had like a like a bridge that went over top of the Sarlacc Pit, and you moved your players or your characters or whatever across, and you got if you like spun wrong or whatever, you got knocked into the Sarlacc Pit, and you physically knocked your little character, and it slid down into the hole. It was awesome. I haven't seen it like as an adult, but I had I loved that game as a kid. It wasn't just really cool because it was like 3D, and when I say 3D, I mean like a like a model. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I do. Like you built it. It was round, and I it was a fun game. It was really fun to play. Um, I haven't seen that since I was a kid, but I, I I'd love to see if there's any of those like for sale or something because I would oh love for that sure that was yeah really cool. I guarantee you that's on eBay. Have you ever seen that before? I have. I. You know, plus I come across the um, there's a Death Star battle one. I have I I know I for sure have one. I might have two. I gotta double check, but um, I I got a couple of the Milton Bradley Star Wars game Star Wars games. I don't know why I keep saying war. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I keep dropping the S for some reason. But I have a bunch of those. I have a couple of them, anyways. Um, I also had Star Wars bed sheets. Uh, the ones with, I believe, C-3PO and R2-D2. I, I, I had those sheets as well. I They're the same about ones that. you would see in like movies. Like, like I think in E.T., he has yep. like the Star Wars bed sheets or something. Yep. So I did have those. Um, I had this really cool 
I don't know what it was called, but it was like a sticker book. But instead of being stickers, it was like this layover thing, and you would scratch it off, and it would transition like the sticker onto the book, hmm. and you could make up your little battle scenes however you want it. You know what I'm talking about? I, I I faintly remember that, but it sounds familiar for sure. Yeah, it was sort of like a sticker book where you'd have like an action scene, and you would take the stickers and put them where you want. But instead of stickers, you would like take a penny or something and scratch over it, and it would like transition over to the to the book. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called, but I think they were popular for a while there, whatever that was called. But I had I had a Star Wars one of those. Well, we also had really cool. the the glasses from Burger King, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. I had all those. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention is the, the the three movie books, which I have reacquired in my adult years. I I have them now, but I had all three of those as a kid. You know, the big yep. hardback books where you're looking through and it's got the pictures and the words and you just kind of read along and play through the the movie again in book form, right. basically. So those were really cool to have. Because like, like we said before, back back then, I mean, we didn't even really have a VCR until later. No, I, we didn't have one until the late 80s. Yeah, if I wanted to relive the movies, you had to do it through a book or those records or just in your head. So, <laughs> yeah. or whenever they did. played it on TV once a or year, on television. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Absolutely. All right. Well, the last segment on here, in my notes here, is the um, video games. So obviously, with the Atari era well at hand, right alongside the Star Wars era, there was tie-ins. So, um, which which video games did you? experience or have uh, related to Star Wars when you were a kid? Well, if the arcade counts, then I had that, because I played the Star Wars arcade at Chuck E. Cheese or the random places I would see it at. Um, that's the only one I ever played was the original game, not the the sequel. They had like a Return yeah. of the Jedi one or whatever. I, I never played any of the other ones. I just played the original. But as far as... Yeah, same here. As far as home consoles go, I never had a Star Wars game until... Um, until the Super Star Wars on the Super Nintendo. Wow, really? Yeah, because we didn't have an Atari. And oh, and on okay. uh, the Nintendo, like, honestly, like, I didn't even know there were Star Wars games on the Nintendo when it was out. I didn't either. I didn't I even did know either. that until later on when I started collecting again. And they're terrible. I didn't even know. Yeah, they're not that good at all. I mean, they're, they're okay. I mean, as a kid, I probably would have enjoyed them. But, um... No, but the Star Wars Empire Return on the Super Nintendo, they're tough for sure, but I felt like they captured the movies. I mean, they have the original sound effects. They're definitely, they're polished. Um, I believe, I, I remember enjoying Empire more than anything because, you know, you're Luke with the lightsaber on Hoth. That was kind of a fun level. Um, so those are good. Yeah, I but played through it. all those, uh, all three of those as a teenager, and honestly, I tried to revisit them as an adult, and I, I, they don't hold up for me. They're so frustratingly hard, they, they're not fun. And that, at least that's my experience now. Oh, I, um, I, could, I could agree with that. I haven't I gone love, back to them in a long time. I love the visuals, the graphics, especially the Mode 7 and stuff. In, in some of them is really cool. Um, like I think that one of them you're on, like uh, when you're doing the third-person perspective in the... Um, the Landspeeder. Land yeah, that's like that's all Star Mode Wars. 7 stuff. It's really cool. Right. 
Um, and the special effects, like you mentioned, or not special effects, the sound effects, like you mentioned, just really, really bring, good. bring the, the games alive and it really kind of gets you sinking into that whole Star Wars world. But, man, they're the they platforming, are so hard. The, the platforming is unforgiving because, I mean, even in Hoth, you're jumping around in that cave. In the Star Wars, you're jumping around in that Jawa crawler. I mean... It, it was a little too unforgiving. Yeah, I agree. So I, I can see why they're not, like, most people won't hold them up as classics. But yeah. if I were to think about home video games, I mean, until the 64 came along and then I played Empire, but I was an adult, you know. I, I yeah. mean, Shadows of the Empire, I was an adult at that point, so. Well, for me, I just like you, I loved the Star Wars arcade. I played that a ton. It was at my local roller rink. Um, and Chuck E. Cheese, like you said, um, and probably a couple other places. But every time I saw that, man, I either sat in that thing or stood at that thing. Yep. Even if I didn't have quarters. And I just stared at the screen or watched other people play it because just the, mm-hmm. the sound effects and the voice voices in that were so authentic. And it's just an unbelievable game. And the vector graphics are awesome. So uh, I have that arcade one-up cabinet here in my room, and I love it. So that is an awesome game that I experienced a lot when I was a kid. But I also had all three of the Star Wars games for... Well, there's four of them, but I had three of them for my Atari. I had Jedi Arena, which is a paddle game, which was really Mm -hmm. fun. But it's a little funny looking because (laughs) your characters (laughs) are standing still with like their hands out and the the lightsaber is wagging back and forth and their hands aren't even moving. (laughs) It looks really ridiculous, but it's a fun game. And of course, uh, Empire Strikes Back with the uh, the Hoth scene where you're the snow speeder. Yeah, that was fighting, really cool. Yeah, you're fighting that ats, and it's just fun to fly real fast and kind of weaving out of their legs and everything and shoot the ats down. So that's a classic if you're in the Star Wars games. And then if you listen to our Atari episode, Return of the Jedi is one of my favorite Atari games, just because it's very polished and very diverse and has lots of cool sound effects. So I had all three of those um, as a kid. But I never had a Star Wars the arcade game. Um, I I, ha- I found my Christmas list. If you listen to our Christmas episode, <laughs> it was on the list that I had put on uh, our Discord server where I asked for it, um, but I never got it because I've never played. I never even played it to this day. I never played the twenty six hundred version of uh, Star Wars arcade. So I'm still on the hunt for that one. I've seen it a couple times, but it's like a thirty thirty yeah, forty dollars game. Yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. I'll get it one day to complete my collection, but um, I have all three of them now. I've acquired them again, and I, I enjoy playing all three of them. But it was really cool as a kid to have this, like I said before, you had to relive the movies any way that you could uh, through books or um, toys and the Atari games. So it was really fun to pop in if you were outside playing Star Wars and you were really in a Star Wars mood, you can come in and throw one of your games in the Atari and and play on the Atari as well. So uh, they were really cool to have as a kid, and I really enjoyed playing them a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember playing Empire at uh, a friend's house and just, you know, shooting the AT-ATs in the butt and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, it just was fun, you know what yeah. I mean? But, um, yeah, dude, it was cool, dude. I, I would have loved to have had them at that time. Um, now I probably would rather just uh, play a more modern Star Wars game. That's <laughs> for sure. You know what I mean? Because I got you know the GameCube games are really solid, and and uh, and also uh, the ones on PS2 is a lot of fun. So oh yeah, I mean, and, since, I mean even since... the on PS4 and everything else, I mean they're great too. But you know, 
Yeah, the Battlefront games and uh, yeah, Battlefront is really, really to me like Battlefront is really where it's at. I, I there's agree. something about the way it appeals to me. I love it. I will buy it on any platform it comes out on in the future. I'll always get them. I don't really care so much about playing people online. I just enjoy yeah. just the. That's what I really like about the ones on the the PlayStation Two. Um, and I mean also Xbox, but I had PS Two. But, um, you know, you had the couch co-op, and it's just fun. Yep. You know what I mean? Or you oh, just play man. it by yourself. You know I played I mean? those to death when my kids were toddlers, when the boys were toddlers. We had that on the Xbox. Was it the Xbox or was it the 360? I can't remember. Was it the 360, wasn't uh, it? X- Xbox. Okay, original I, Xbox. I, have them, I actually have them on Xbox as well now, but yeah. I didn't experience it. In the time, it was PS2 for me, but okay. Xbox would have been the probably. The, if you had an Xbox, that's what you played them on. Yeah. It was Battlefront 2 specifically. Yes. Um, and, man, we played the heck out of that game. We had so much fun battling each other. And when uh, we, one of the heroes would pop up and somebody got to be Mace Windu or something, they would fly across the screen and just, yeah. like, wipe everybody out. It was so fun. Those games are, are fantastic. Love them. Yep. All right. Well, I guess there's one more thing you wanted to do. Uh, ask me some questions, I believe. Yeah. Let's let's do some. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, so let's do some top. We're gonna do some top lists. We'll do top threes though. So, okay. um, give me your top three favorite things from the prequels. It doesn't have to go too long winded. Just three things from the prequels that is your favorite, whether it's a character or a scene or whatever. It's your choice. Okay. Well, if if I I'll think about uh, the Phantom Menace. I think like a lot of people, the Darth Maul uh, yep. scene was just unbelievable choreography and just the music the the, the music battle was emotion the anticipation when they had to wait behind those little laser shields and stuff was just so well done um that was certainly uh, the highlight for me of that movie was that that finale with Darth Maul was fantastic so there there would be my number one um Let's see. I think uh, the only thing I liked about the second movie was the big battle um, with the clones. You know, with all the Jedi's and stuff it was kind of yep. kind of fun. It was very action packed. It was good. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it in even, a while. Even, but... even the even the goofiness of it with uh, C three PO not having the right head on it, it seemed to feel like Star Wars. Yeah. So that that's the only thing I really cared for about. There's so much I don't like about that second. Well, film. Attack of the Clones is horrible. It's horrible, yeah. It's it's fine. We can we can agree on that. It's just not good. <laughs> so I'll say that I like that that big battle with all the the lightsabers, all the different color lightsabers and lasers all over the place, and it was just pretty cool to see the clones and the and the Jedi's fighting. So I, I enjoyed that with Attack of the Clones. Um, uh, I don't know, man. I I wasn't a big fan of the whole pod racing thing. Um, well, now keep keep your attacks. That's the next question. Go with the things that you liked. Okay. Just one more thing. Okay. And, and if there's if there's only two, that's fine too. If no, you no, 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 no. There's got to be a there's got to be a third thing I liked. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a little difficult here. Um, Hmm. All right, let me give you my three, and maybe okay. that'll okay. Spark maybe we'll trigger something. something. Yeah. All right, so I'll go from third to first, right? So my okay. third best is just the young Obi Wan Kenobi. I didn't think I was gonna like that, but I really like 
Ewan McGregor. I think he played yeah, it well. I think absolutely. it feels like what Obi-Wan would have felt like at that age. Yep, so yep. I enjoyed his performance. I think just the arc of him was good. Um, it felt it felt legitimate. It's probably the best acting out of any of the actors, probably, except for one other one. And, uh, of course, Darth Maul. I mean, mm-hmm. even though he only had that little blip in the first movie, it doesn't matter. It was strong enough to... He's still a, a big fan favorite for uh, people who are into Star Wars. And then um, the number one thing, and I'm not saying it was a perfect thing, but anytime you can get the Emperor on screen, I'm a sucker for that. So just anything with him in it, I'm good. So any of the Emperor scenes, whether he was Palpatine or whatever, I don't care. Some of it might have been bad, but I still think his performance was really good. So those are my three things from the prequels. Yeah, there was some stuff there in the third one between him and Anakin um, that was pretty deep and pretty well done um, when they were having their conversation about tapping into the dark side and bringing Padme back to life or whatever he was yeah. talking about. Bringing yeah, somebody the, back to life. The thought of bringing back a dead loved one or whatever. Yeah, so that, that was pretty interesting stuff. You know, I think what Lucas got right in the prequels was the world building the ideas the lore all that stuff he got right it's star wars you know it's it's but the the films themselves are just a mess and i think that's that's the to sum it up that's my issue with the prequels is because what they did with like the clone wars series and what they're doing with like the mandalorian and stuff like that don't get too far ahead of yourself yourself, building off of lucas's (laughs) ideas works but lucas being overly involved in the writing the dialogue and directing the films just just did not work so anyway sorry if i'm getting ahead of myself. you are because this is supposed to be your favorite stuff dude <laughs> All right, so those All are, right, I guess, right. three things that I like. That's fair enough. Let's okay. okay, so then we'll go to three worst stuff from the prequels. I know it's cliche, but Jar Jar is is just I can't even. It's unwatchable to me. Just yeah. awful. I mean, it, it is. It's uh, I. I'm for one have been a little more forgiving now when I watch them, only because I get that he was aimed towards children. He's just annoying as shit. And it just, and I want to hate him as much as I originally did. I, maybe I'm just softening a little bit on him. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't, go ahead. So there's Jar Jar. And then, um, I I cannot stand, and almost as much as Jar Jar, if not more, is the cringe factor with Padme and Anakin, especially yeah. in Attack of the <laughs> Their love story is horrible. Oh, in it, especially my gosh. In, not, not as bad as in... In Revenge of the Sith, I don't think it's as bad. It's, no, it's I'm not, not saying it's great. I think it got better, but uh, it was bad. The especially scenes, because she's supposed to be like, I don't know, what, 10 years older than him or something? It's weird. Like, it's unsettling. It's weird that she's older and looking at this little kid. Yeah, that's it's that's weird. To, and then to she's like, with. Annie, you grew up. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you weirdo. And like, what did you think I was gonna do? The way Anakin is like staring at her and like looking her yeah. up and down, it's just creepy. It really comes off as unsettling. It's just why would they do that? It really makes you uncomfortable in a in like a not a not like a bad guy way, but in like a creepy way. It just it's just not good. They didn't get that right. And then all the like no. rolling around in the grass and laughing. It's just like yeah. this isn't Star Wars to me. It was just so no. weird. 
So that is definitely a big stain on the prequel trilogy. All right. Do you got one more? Um, that I don't like? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the Vader stuff at the end. The, the, no, the whole uh-huh. no! Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. It just it just was... Um, and, you know, him... Uh, what's the guy's the actor's name um, that played Darth Vader or Anakin? Hayden Christensen? Oh, that... Hayden Christensen, yeah. Yeah, it really stood out to me. It sounds like a small nitpick, but he, he was really adamant about being in that Vader suit. And he's, like, not tall enough. Yeah. And like so, Darth Vader in the in Revenge of the Sith is like you know five foot nine, right? And it just looks weird. He's like a short guy. Yeah. I'm like, that, Darth Vader in. Well, the he original... had, listen, he hadn't hit the growth spurt yet, dude. <laughs> yeah. Come on, his mechanical legs, I guess, needed to. They were uh, gonna grow. They yeah. adjusted them. You don't know. There's a lot to not like, but I guess those are the three the three right. main things. So uh, it, we're gonna have some overlap here, but. Um, and I, I did consider the whole love arc. I hated it, but I decided to just focus on a couple of things. Okay, this is just Lucas just being stupid. Like he wants to over, he wants to give you reasons for things you never asked. Okay, yeah. like we didn't care that Han Solo had some dice or something. We didn't know that some robot needed to be the AI for. <laughs> The Millennium Falcon. Falcon. We didn't need to know these things. We didn't need to know that his name came because he didn't have a passport or whatever. I don't care. It's stupid. Any all that stuff's stupid. But in the prequels, the first stupid thing is Darth Vader building C three PO. That yes. is just so stupid, man. He wants it's to tie stupid. everything together like a Seinfeld episode or something. Like, like, dude, that nobody showed you who built R two D two. Like, it's just stupid. Like, the little kids' um, interaction with C three PO didn't bother me. You know, it didn't. Like, it, I did, but it just didn't have to be C three PO. He could have built any droid. It just didn't have to be that one. Here's the thing that makes it's no sense dumb. about that: is C three PO was a common droid. For right. etiquette and protocol, remember? Yeah. You oh, saw another one in A New Hope on the the ship. There was yep. multiple. So what? How did he have the exact parts he needed to make the exact robot that the well, Empire I, I mean, made? Or the, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that he salvaged one that got destroyed or something. But it doesn't. It just doesn't matter, man. He could have made anything. Why? It's just dumb. stupid. I agree. It's just stupid. Yes. Um, Jar Jar Binks, and I'm not gonna go into it. He's just bad. Like, I, like I said, I've softened on him a little bit, but you could have took him out, and we'd be better. I mean, yeah, it's and they try to shoehorn him in in the in the sequels to the prequels, but they only did it because you know George Lucas digs his heels in. He's like, no, 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 wait a minute, I have a plan. It's like nobody cares, George. Just drop it, dude. He yeah. failed. <laughs> and then the last one, of course, is the no. That is just so stupid. Yeah. Him yelling no is so against what Darth Vader is. Like, Darth Vader is this strong, silent guy who will crush yep. you. And, yes, I obviously it's an emotional. We meet Darth Vader when he's a middle-aged man. I understand that. And he's still a young guy at this point. But it's just stupid. And even... Even in the one scene that's not bad. Okay, I'll tell you another dumb thing. Here's a here's a little uh, honorable mention. Okay, Obi-Wan and Anakin are fighting in the lava. And and he jumps up on that mountain. He's like, 
you can't win. I got the high ground. <laughs> it's so and weird. And it's like, it's like, uh, okay, well, how come in Phantom Menace when Darth Maul had the high ground, he got cut in half? Like, <laughs> It's like he just doesn't remember. Like, dude, you just wrote that two movies ago. Like, oh, what? Only Jedi's can be superior when they got the high ground, not the Sith. They can't. You got the high ground on the Sith. It doesn't matter. I mean, if they have it on you, doesn't matter. You can still beat them. It's just stupid, man. Yeah. It's just dumb. Even some of their, you're the chosen one. I mean, I can, I get it. Like, he's supposed to be like upset, and all. it's just, just enough, man. That's enough. Anyway. Well, the whole Darth Vader yelling no, since we both had that one, I'll elaborate a little bit more. You know, you build up the whole movie, the whole th three movies, to this final moment, which right. is what all this is about, to where you get yeah. to the Darth Vader that we knew from the original trilogy. And the first thing he does is something that's so out of character, it just ruined it. All three of those movies that built up to this moment... And he he does a silly thing that was so un Darth Vader like, it just was like it just, blah the the the, the balloon and, just deflated. You okay. Know? And then he breaks he breaks free and starts walking like Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah. It just so fuck. It's sorry. It's just so stupid. It's just <laughs> oh, yes. so stupid. It really it's like, is. dude. Dude, really? Like, what? No, man. No, it's not good. All right, let's let's move on, and now we'll go. Let's go to the other end. What's your top, your top favorite things from the sequels? Okay, the uh, okay top favorite thing from the sequels. Um, my favorite movie from the sequels is The Force Awakens. Um, yeah, really good movie. Solid. I I I'll say all the Han Solo stuff. I okay. I really think Harrison Ford did a great job. I think he did, did well, uh, fleshing out his character in in this final way. Um, I enjoyed all the him and Chewie and the Falcon stuff. I really like that. So that's yep. probably my favorite element of the uh, the the sequels was bringing Han Solo back. I think in an appropriate way that I really enjoyed. Um, again, with the Force Awakens, I really liked the friendships. And the the lightheartedness that had developed between Poe, Ray, and Finn, it was fun. Yep. Um, it was. It felt organic and it real. It felt organic. It felt it felt good. I liked the characters. Um, they started off well. Um, so that chemistry was really um, kind of had some energy to it that I really liked. It had a good tone to it, I guess. Um, and I guess let me think of these other movies. There's not much I liked about the other two. The the middle it one. It could just we, be it. Yeah, just the middle. I me. Spoiler alert. Me, me and Duke dislike the middle one a lot. I think yeah. I probably might dislike it more than him. I don't know, but I. There's do not, not like much it. I like about that middle one. I'm so. just gonna skip that. And and the third one. There's not much I like about that one yeah. either. I guess everything I liked about the the, the sequels was probably in the Force Awakens. Was um, the first one? Yeah. The special effects were fantastic. Um, like those uh, the X wings flying over the water. Yeah. When they it came to rescue, when when Ray and and uh, and Kylo were sword fighting on that ship out in the water in the storm, yeah, like that looked one, awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Like the visuals in all three movies are good. Yes, I'll give yeah. that. I mean, definitely. 
All three movies are good. And the and visuals. My, my favorite scene out of all three of those sequel movies was the scene where the X-Wings come and rescue them from Maz Canal's thing and that and then Poe is shooting all those X Wings and you got that perspective from the ground and it's yeah. like swirling around. That's such a great every time I see that I get chills. Yeah. So that that is a fantastically done or wonderfully done scene. So that that really is the standout moment for me out of all three of those um sequels. But I mean I I, I like the Force right. Awakens. We're, we're gonna, but, we're okay. gonna do the bad stuff too, so okay. just okay. hold on. Alright, let me give you my three favorites one was just the chemistry of the main people like the, we've already touched on that just the yeah the main characters they all had really i mean and i'm mostly talking about force awakens but it still showed up in the other movies as well but i really i really like finn i really like ray i really like poe i think those are three really good standout characters even though they borrow a little bit from the past Maybe not as much Finn, but definitely Ray and Poe seem to borrow. But it doesn't matter. They're both good. I, I, all three of them are good. I really enjoy them. I even like the the new R2, the BB-8. I like that. I mean, there were mm -hmm. some good things. I, I like a lot of the stuff there. I loved Han Solo and all that. That's good. But that's so the chemistry was one. Um, I like that Captain Phasma, even though they just killed her in the second one but it just looked neat that there's this different stormtroopers yeah. like this new bad guy even though she was a low-ranking one or whatever she was a she wasn't that big of a character but i enjoyed it and it was really shitty that they just killed her off in the second movie like it yeah. was nothing but it just yep. sucked because it was like dude this is really cool like they were they did a really good job of doing familiar stuff and uh, Force Awakens, and then also bringing some new stuff. So I thought, yeah. I thought there was a really good balance in that first movie, and then um, I, I really, and then the number one thing. I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be the number one thing, but I, I really did like Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought Adam Driver, yes. great actor. He's probably the best actor out of the new actors, right? I mean, because yes, he's I going agree. on to do other things. I, I love the conflict that he had. Uh, even when he killed Han Solo, I mean, he was broken. You could see it, but he knew or he thought he had to do it, but it felt real. That's, like, that was a, a really scene. good scene. That it is, was a really yeah. good scene. You knew he was hurting inside, but he felt like he had to do this because he felt like his destiny was to be to bring balance by being a bad guy or whatever. Like, you, you yeah. knew there was other things that happened to him that we didn't know everything, but we knew whatever happened he this is his path now he was committing to the path i i think he's the standout actor out of all of them i really like his performance i love the look because it again it borrows a little bit but it builds something new like yeah yes yeah obviously it's an homage to darth vader but the fact that he's even talking to darth vader's melted helmet the fact that he recovered the helmet <laughs> yeah. from return of the is just awesome man yeah. like yeah. I really did love that first movie, even though they did borrow a lot of stuff, but I'm okay with that because I felt like they did it in the right way, and it felt like they had a path. That's why yeah. I really hate the second movie because I felt like that director is just like, yeah, I don't care about any of that. Right. So, And then a cynical thing was the fact that the second two movies, kind, even though box office-wise they were a success – it really did them with some of those side movies really did shift star wars 
and now we got the Mandalorian. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right, yeah. like, uh, you, I guess you can't call him a failure. I mean, they made billions, you know. But yeah, uh, except for, except for Solo, that tanked. Well, Solo tanked, but I mean, the main three sequels. Oh yeah, all yeah. did very well. Yeah, and. Even though I don't really care for the trilogy as a whole, I I can respect what it accomplished, but it also accomplished Disney reevaluating, saying, "Listen, the solo thing that should have just been a series. Um, any of those other movies, because you know that Ben Kenobi was supposed to be a movie. Now that's going to be a series. There was yep. supposed to be a Boba Fett movie. That's we kind of became the Mandalorian. Now we're going to yep. have a Boba Fett series. So." Whatever they did to get to where we're at now, I appreciate. Right. So, uh, now let's go to the three worst stuff. Well, let, let me start this one, okay? Yeah. So, yeah. The, I, I hate all these equally. Uh, the flying Leia thing was just stupid. Oh. It was just so <laughs> stupid. They should have yeah. just killed her there because it would have mattered. You know what I mean? Like, I understand they still had some plans for Carrie Fisher and her death kind of altered that. But I'm just going to and I hate to be this way, but I just didn't think her performance was good at all in any of it. So if they would have just got rid of her, I think it would have just been like, you know, I don't know. Listen, I'm not George or whoever. I'm not those guys, but I could be a armchair quarterback. And I would the second I saw Leia on screen, I was like, she looks bad and her acting isn't that good and i felt bad because i like carrie fisher but i just didn't like her performance and they should have just killed her there and her like f- levitating or pulling herself to whatever however i've heard people try to explain to me why it's not as stupid as it is but let me tell you this i've seen every star wars movie in the movie theaters okay and all of them have had oohs and ahs and all of them have had laughter but I've never heard one have laughter in a spot where it's not supposed to be, except that scene. Exactly. When she did that floating thing, yep. I heard people laugh. Yep. The I theater. turned to the person. The person I, I turned and I was like, we both looked at each other. I was like, that was the dumbest fucking thing. Or sorry, that's the yeah. dumbest thing I ever seen. That was stupid. That it took me out of the movie, and it never got me back. That stupid. It started bad with the. We talked a little bit about this before the show, but him, like, be, you know, Poe putting the guy on hold or saying he was on hold. I was just, oh, man. Like, the force humor in that movie was just bad. Yes. And I hated it. So that's, I, I kind of got on tangent. The, the dead storylines. Okay, you have Ray Finn, love story. You might even call it a triangle, even if you wanted to call it a square, right? You could put Poe <laughs> and Kylo Ren in it. I didn't care. I felt like Kylo Ren and Ray, I mean, I could say, like, fine, if they had the overall arc that maybe they were going to be interested in each other, that's fine. But it started off with there was, like, this intense bond between Ray and Finn. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, it's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Okay, awesome. Nice to see you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, the whole second movie, he's, like, looking for her. And then it's, like, at the end... Oh, well, you know, this other girl's hurt, so I'm just going to hang out with her. Hey, hey, buddy. You know what I mean? It's just bad. I hated it. The Snoke, you have this big bad in Snoke. Nah, he's nothing. Let's just kill him. It's nothing. Ray, who's her parents? Nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. Why? You know what I mean? Like, just so many dead storylines just for the sake of... The fact that 
at the beginning of the movie was just like an F you like Luke Skywalker sees us hey, he just throws the lights hey, what are you even doing here like I didn't really hate it overall but it was just one of those things where it was basically like what's his name something Johnson whatever his name is Ryan it was Johnson. almost like him Brian John, it's almost like him saying yeah you know all that stuff was interesting but I don't care I'm gonna make my own movie and it's like if you want to make your own movie just make your own movie just don't take all the interesting storylines that they built to this moment and then just say, nah, I'm just going to make a completely different movie. So I hated that. Okay, and then in the third movie, I mean, it's not that... It, 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 there's a lot of faults in that last movie, too. They wimped out on every storyline. Like, they had all these big pivotal moments. Chewbacca's dead. Oh, nah, he was on another ship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <clears throat> uh, yep. You know, Ray's dead. Nope, I can give her my life force and bring her back. You know what I mean? And then, of yep. course, you know... <clears throat> Uh, ben dies. Eh, I'm gonna go ahead and keep my life force. Like, why didn't she just give? Why like, couldn't they just kept swapping it back and forth until they evened it out? I don't know. I really don't know how the life force worked, out. but it did seem like they could just keep doing that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then C3PO's death. It's like, oh no, we're just gonna use like the you know like when your computer used to get a virus, but you can go back to like you could go back to a date where it was working properly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I forgot what that was called, but you could, like, reset your computer you back restore, to last March. Restore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could do it. Eh, we'll just go back to last. That's all they did, and it was, like, two weeks ago. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so there was no sacrifice yeah. at all. None. Yeah. Not from the good guys. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, the I guess the only real sacrifice was uh, Kylo Ren at the end. I mean, he made a sacrifice, but, of course, he's the best actor. Of course, he's going to do it. He probably fought for it. But, <laughs> right. So anyways, go ahead. <laughs> what do you got, man? Well, I guess my number one complaint about the, the, the sequels was here you have the biggest franchise in history and they didn't have a plan. Like you're talking yep. about, you know, overall, they they started out something with the first movie. They put all these little things in there. They had something going they hired a new director, and for whatever reason, they gave him full, it seems like, they gave him full control over what direction this middle movie was going to go. Whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. And it's like, why would you do that? So nobody liked what he did, and then they bring the first director back who had to re, kind of re He's scrambling. Yeah, and it, you can totally tell that they had to... There is no way that... Palpatine was supposed to be in no, the, it's I don't not, think so either. I think that was a complete Hail Mary. They they just Oh, but what you didn't like the force Skype? You didn't like that? Yeah. They're just talking <laughs> via force Skype. You didn't like that? That that didn't Yeah. You didn't like that, huh? Just, you know what I mean? just, yeah, exactly. It's just stupid. And just just the fact that they didn't have just, unlike like look at Marvel did. They did something in cinema history that was unprecedented they they planned out this enormous thing over like a decade or so yeah 10 years movies. or whatever right so impressive how you know some stinkers here and there sure but overall but they stuck what they the landing did, though they yes, stuck the landing what they did was amazing how they tied all these movies together they did a really good job with it. they had a big old plan in place um and they stuck to it and it worked and here you got three movies and they couldn't do it with three movies. They just were. Um, it was a mess after the first one. They didn't know what to do. I I blame that on all these producers. You got Kathleen Kennedy, who's overseeing all of this, I guess, and she allowed this to happen. This was under her watch, right? Yep. 
So that's my biggest gripe is they didn't really have this all planned out like they should. They should have had all this like the first three move or the three movies. They should have had planned out and loosely written as to what they wanted to happen from the beginning. But it seems they didn't do that. <clears throat> no, I think it's pretty obvious that. I feel like then, JJ should have fought hard. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if it was timing, his contract, or what. But man, I wish he would have just something would well, have happened I, where he could have just had all three movies. Even I though think, the original didn't have all the same director, but somehow it worked, right? Well, I mean, Lucas the original was three, producing. Lucas oversaw yes. and produced all three of those. They were his movies, yep. you know. Right. And this this you had a team of producers that were only only looking at probably money and stuff. They weren't in as invested in the artistic endeavors of the films, I guess, uh, as much as like a George Lucas would have been, because that, that's his baby, you know, that's his stuff. Well, the so, middle ticket. Right. So they screwed up with that. Most of my gripes are going to be with that middle movie like yours. Um, I didn't like, well, let's, I'll give one to the first one. I didn't like how you have yet another Death Star to blow up. That was like, right. oh, come on. You couldn't Well, come that up was with the, the re Yeah, I mean, that was the rehashing. There was de they definitely borrowed a lot. It starts on a desert planet, with, you know, like there's there's a lot of things that got recycled in that movie, but at least it felt like it was going somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that that's fine too, the whole desert planet and you know, the 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 kid without her parents. I get that all those tie-ins were yeah. But then when you throw in the Death Star two, it then it's like, yeah. oh, geez, I was that too? You know, so right. that kind of bum, <laughs> yeah. bummed me out that it was a little too much um of the same thing. But it wasn't enough to make me hate the movie. No. But then the second one comes along and like you already touched on, just the Yeah it just it was just a mess. They didn't know what they were what they wanted to do or they went in a completely different direction, which isn't always a bad thing, but with this, it turned out to be a really bad thing. And well, you can see the guy's disdain for just what was came before him. Anybody could be a Jedi. No, it doesn't matter your family. It doesn't matter this. Doesn't matter. It's like, dude, you realize it kind of does matter to the fans of the movie, right? I mean, yeah. and I mean, there's so much to talk about with that middle movie. I, I don't the casino go. planet. You don't want to go to watch a movie uh. about a casino planet. That was terrible. That whole thing was just awful. It was yeah. visually unpleasing. Just, it, was, it looked ugly. It was humor dumb. in this film was awful. All the BB-8 stuff was stupid. Him, that whole scene yep. where he's shooting coins out. Yeah. It just made no sense. How long did this guy put coins in him? For like 45 minutes? Because there was like 3,000 coins right. in, in BB-8. None of it made... And how, how could he roll around with... with all 60 that. pounds of coins in it. It just nothing makes right. sense. In the movie. <laughs> right. How did he get up? How did he get up in that walker when he saved the day? Remember when he was up in the walker, BB-8. And then, and then I hated that. Was it? Uh, How did he get up there? He rolls. Well, I, I don't know, but that that uh, was it. Benicio del Toro, that character, stupid. And it's just at the end, he's like, "Well, what did you think? I was a scoundrel or whatever." Like this guy you know him for like 15 minutes, you trust him? Like it's just yeah. stupid. It, it was bad, man. It was there was nothing about it that felt original or clever. There was the definitely nothing was that bad. was funny. The, it was it not was funny. Man. It's just not good. You've got forced social messages all over the place, which, regardless of what you think about what message I, I, they're I, trying I, to push, it's it, just right, it wouldn't have been bad if the movie was good. Yeah, you know what I mean. It like just I wasn't done well. It was done. And then, see, that's a, and that's a, we touch on. That's another thing I hate about too. Because if you criticize this movie, all of a sudden, what you're misogynistic. Like, no, 
I it has nothing to do with that. No. You know what I mean? It's just it's just not a good movie. You Whatever the mean? message like, was, whether it was a liberal or conservative, whatever. That's not whatever. What I'm talking about it's it's exactly. The fact that I'm not either. You right. A message. <laughs> I'm offended as a moviegoer that you need to do that to me. Just you know. Right. It's just... I didn't come here for a lesson. I came. If I wanted that, I'd watch Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying yeah. to watch Star Wars. Maybe so. uh, Ryan Johnson is a big Trekkie. Or he needs to be doing their movies. <laughs> That's fine with me. And then I guess uh, to f- throw one more thing, just with the third movie, yeah, the whole trying to fix the second movie. They spent half the movie trying to fix the second movie, and it just kind of ruined the third movie too. So yeah, it, was a big mess. it did. Well, the, the, the third movie's not good, and I, I I won't defend it. It's not good, but. I don't think the third movie would have been necessary to try to do what it did had it not been for the second movie. Yeah, we don't know what that third movie. It would have been probably have been more completely like the Force different. Awakens. It probably would have right. been better, better because they wouldn't have to spend so much time well, redoing. Well, I mean, Kylo Ren could have ended up being the ultimate bad guy, and then at the end, if they wanted to redeem him, that would have been fine. Like, I wouldn't mind that. Like, if Snoke was supposed to be the emperor in, in like not the literal emperor clone but just like the new emperor and he was supposed to be the new Darth Vader that's fine I didn't mind the recycling of it as long as it's done well and it felt like the first movie it was done well everything yeah. after that it was just like I don't know man and I tried yeah. watching and I just for anybody who's listening at this point I and mean, we've been rambling here but I tried <laughs> watching it The Last Jedi yesterday Okay, I watched it. I went from start to finish. And everything I hated about it, I thought maybe maybe I was just being harsh. You know what I mean? And nah, it was still the same. That's only the second time I've watched it. The first time was in theaters. And this was the second time. And I'm, I'll never watch it again, probably. It's just that bad. I hate it. I, I've seen it multiple times. And it, it, it gets worse every, with, with yeah. every viewing. It doesn't get better. It's, it gets more frustrating. Makes you matter. It's just a bad movie. Yep. And there's some the good stuff in there. Yeah, there's some, sure. But but most of it's terrible, in my opinion. I, I enjoyed the visuals. I will say that. I I didn't even hate Luke Skywalker's arc in it. It was fine. I enjoyed That's Mark not, Hamill. That wasn't the most troublesome thing for me either. It was not the Luke Skywalker no. stuff. I I didn't even mind it. I actually liked him on this little hermit island and. I enjoyed those scenes. There was some things I enjoyed. I just hated what it ended up doing to the ultimately because it was just like these wasted movies. And yeah. now they got to kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do in the future because, I mean, now they're kind of going back to the past with the Mandalorian and everything else is going backwards. Yeah. At some point, they're going to run out of backwards. They're going to have to go forward again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Like, we'll see what they do. I think they're taking a long break Adam, and they're right? going to let things breathe a little bit. Right. And they're going to re- <laughs> reassess what their plans are for major motion pictures for sure that and attack of the clones we can just just yeah. forget they ever happened you know it's ironic the best original trilogy was the middle film yes and the worst of the sequels and the prequels was the middle film <laughs> right and then the best of the sequels was the first film and the best of the prequels i think is the third film yes i agree so it's it's yeah it's weird i don't know it what is. the mathematic formula is there but it's there's something there well it's almost like the every other one with the star trek movies i guess similar i guess except a little more so. complicated <laughs> right because you got to skip a couple yeah. <laughs> 
It's like you, you skip one and then you got to skip four, and it's like I don't know, man. It's not good. All right, well, that's our Star Wars episode. That was a big one. We probably could have talked for a lot longer, even though we're already at like two hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, yeah, remember that okay. first episode where we weren't? We said we weren't going to go over thirty minutes. Well, I knew with Star Wars it was going to be a lot to cover. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with Star Wars? I don't know. I guess we could you break know. this up into five episodes. <laughs> yeah. I'll edit one. it down a little bit. I'll edit some right. of my stutters. My stutters alone will take about 45 minutes out of it, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. And, again, be sure to uh, check out the Discord. I'm sure we'll put – I'm going to put some pictures of my Star Wars shelf on there and some of my Star Wars toys and maybe my books. And we'll get the discussion going on there, too. I'm sure it'll be a lively one talking about Star Wars, especially if some of these Star Trek fans catch wind of this episode and, and hear some of our comments about that, I guess. But hopefully they'll, they'll know that we're just messing around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, if it comes to Star Trek, I'm Team Picard. Team Picard? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really have a team. I'm Team Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well thanks again guys and we will see you next time. <laughs>